sound is slightly feminine. Fire exit. That's because I've just said it. Yeah, is that right? I'm just mimicking you. <laughs> What's your favourite accent to you, Andy? Favourite accent? Aye, uh, to impersonate. To impersonate? I don't do impressions, mate. <laughs> do myself. Put your own stamp on it. Sunday. Forfar. Forfar? Forfar. I can even do forfar. Farfar. I don't even know what the perfect accent really sounds like. I just Me think we either. sound like yeah. a really basic Scottish accent. That's it, yeah. There's absolutely no personality to it as well. Yeah, you can't it's Edinburgh without the class. That's what it's That's a really that is actually so right. spot on, by the way. You're so right. Absolutely spot on. <laughs> I think wow. unless you're broad Perth, you can't tell where you're from. Like, unless you use Ken and but then even then, the Windy and all that kind of stuff. Windy. It's not, like, I didn't realise Ken, I didn't realize Ken was a Perth phrase. Oh, yeah, I think it is. I, I remember when I met Colin, he kept asking me who Ken was because I text it as well as say it. I don't just say it in real life. I actually. I Ken, what you mean? Who the fuck's Ken? I kept being like, who's Ken? How long did it take you to like acclimatise when you moved over here? Well, you mean just to the accent? Yeah. Well, I started in Glasgow for about Whoa. a year, so that took me a while. Yeah. But then once I moved to Perth, that was a good way to start because once you move to Perth, it's kind of like, oh, all right, it's this a diluted is, version. Yeah, this is this is normal. This is what people mm. should sound like. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it before, like my old man, oh yeah, my cousin's like in his late forties now, and has been visiting Scotland since he was a child, and still can't understand what my dad says half the time. Yeah, he just stares at him blankly. Mm. My dad even like really tries to enunciate when he's speaking to Andrew, and Andrew's still like, "Sorry, Graham, what was that?" <laughs> soft, soft English, Graham. Years. Soft English ears. Are we rolling, by the way? Mm. Oh, oh, yeah, right. yeah. Love a little preamble. Oh, these Love a bit of preamble. Love a preamble. Welsh impressions and all that going, yeah. It's yes. a great way to kick off the show. I, I think oh. Glad that was recorded. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everyone thinks that they do a good Irish accent until they speak to someone Irish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I haven't done an Irish accent in almost four years. I was going to say... start going out with Colm. Because you, uh, your boyfriend... it would be embarrassing for me. I see, I, I'm really, really bad and I always have to catch myself when speaking to an Irish person, not mm -hmm. just to... My family from the south, though, so I'm more used to the southern accent. So yeah. I've always said to him, I was just like, oh, that accent's amazing. He's just like, well, mine's is, you know, and I'm like, yeah, but yours is northern. Because northern's is, is, <laughs> it's, it's lovely, but... Northern's it's is a bit, not harsher, harsh. but a bit firmer, and then the, yeah. the south's a bit more melodic. Mm -hmm. Well, Colm's from the same street as Liam Neeson. Like, Colm's oh. mum and Liam Neeson's mum are best friends. Oh, really? I've met Liam Neeson's mum. And Have she you? told me she thought I was an Irish dancer because I had nice legs. I was like, hey. I think she might be going blind. We talked about uh, Liam Neeson's <laughs> dong the other week, actually. Because it's maybe it's maybe frightening. Okay. Like genuinely maybe terrifying. Good friend. Can you ask his mom for us? <laughs> I said, well, yeah. Did he grow into it? Was it the same size? I love your son. Did By he, the way. Did he, did he grow into it? <laughs> They're from the same street and they have almost the exact same accent. So if, if Colin needs to do an impression of someone, he'll just do Liam Neeson and he nails it because it's the exact same. <laughs> I used to be really bad. I used to have a pal. I still have, she's still my friend. But she used to say, how are you? And I used to go, oh, how are you? And I just mm. couldn't, could not help myself. Yeah. That's one place I want to go. I've never been at Belfast. Oh, Belfast. I felt like they could smell the Catholic in me. Mm -hmm. we went, me and my friend went to a pub to watch a Celtic game which had been hunted out for us before by my ex's uncle who lived over there. And we still, when we walked in, we're like, we, uh, Celtic here? score, we, uh, we okay? <laughs> and then these two really nice Irish guys bought drinks for like the whole night. Didn't understand a fucking word one of them said, but he talked at me a lot. And as long as I laughed when he stopped and smiled, it, it all went fairly well. Nice place. Beautiful people. It's very like Glasgow. Will we roll? Will we get rolling? Let's get rolling. Ladies and gentlemen. 
Yeah, seamless. Welcome back to another episode of Perth's Premier Podcast, Monkey Sword Fight. With me, your host, Jordan Patrick, and my co-host, Big Nip, El Nipperino. Pod Daddy. Pod Daddy. Nippity Duda. Cons Man. Cons Man. Dirty Mike and the Boys. M-E-T-H-B-N Man. Here I am. Here I am. Finish it up, Andy. Do it. There you are. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> it's the Medvin Man. Also known as Word with Dots. Word with Dots. The most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. Ooh. Mm. That's two weeks in a row. Oh, two Storm for two. Right. Boys on a run of form. The coronavirus it's has been popping thinking, with these Word with Dots. Is, this is what the, the, this is the third third year coming into our third year doing this podcast. And <laughs> and he's like two. <laughs> you're finally hitting that, that rich vein of form. Yeah. Also, we have the Perthshire Zinedine Zidane. The Bridge of Ern Patrick Vieira. Ooh. It's your old dandy Mac on the ones and twos. What's happening? We and need a little alliteration. We need like a the Bridge of Ern Baddie or like what what, no, what can I we don't do? Need it's fine the way it is. The Zinedine Zidane, the Bridge of Ern, <laughs> the Paddy Vieira of the Perthshire area. That's, I'm happy with that. Per- man. Oh, now he's widening it out now. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, Who am I to tell you? Holding, holding, holding it down, El, El Capitano. <laughs> and we are also joined this week by a very special guest and best sister, she apparently informs mm-hmm. her. Um, best sister. <laughs> <laughs> Becky McKenzie from the Perth Amateur Operatic Society, leading lady slash vice president. Yep. I didn't get a, f- a fun intro like these guys, but yeah. Leader Would you want, lady, slash, the... No, please don't, because I tried what you're going to say. Jazz hands. Oh, <laughs> nothing <laughs> bad. <laughs> Me and Becky have been friends for years, yeah. and as all my friends, I'm very mean, so apparently she was scared I was going to be mean, but I'm oh not my. going to be mean. No. And I also love how you put, we put, where are you from? You put Perth, Craigie, in brackets. Craigie. <laughs> just just so you know, I've got that little bit of class of it. Well, we all worldwide, so we need to let everyone we're, know we're, about Craigie. I'm sure Craigie. they've heard of us in Craigie. Yeah. <laughs> Craigie loyal. Uh, Vicky, uh, Becky is, I don't know you, Vicky. Oh, we're talking about Vicky before we came in, that's right. Becky is here to talk to us about this year's show, The Wedding Singer, and a little bit about... Um, the Operatic Society, and also to make sure that she does a better job than Claire, apparently. Yes. Because apparently there's a bit of a sibling rivalry there. Claire was good, Uh, so you you got to step it up. And there was was also a bit of a sore point that came out of Claire's episode, so we will get to that in due course. I know you want to get that out there. That's the reason I'm here. Not for the show, not for any promo. I'm here to clear up (laughs) a misconception. We'll do that. We've got a little bit of housekeeping. So this week's sponsor? This week's sponsor, Stevie Mac Skate School. You see Stevie Mac, was was he... Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. He was, says he was in Wuhan, but he wasn't in Wuhan, was he? This <laughs> 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 I, I was thinking about that. I was like, shit, maybe I should have said that. People want, mo- may not want to give their kids. We embarrassed him. He sent me a Snapchat the other day, just like, you guys are too nice to me. <laughs> we always pick him up. You don't know, Becky, Stevie Mac is the nicest man in Perth. Nicest man in Perth, and he also runs the Perth's only skate school, mm. actually. So the weather hasn't been that good today, but we expect the weather to be a little bit better in the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you're going to want to get your kids out and about. Yeah, because right? they're not going to go to school. Yeah, they may not be going to school, which, <laughs> which we will touch on later. Yeah, yeah. So you want to send them out. Send them over to Stevie Mac. He'll get them trained up. Stevie Mac has his own skate school. Um, Stevie Mac himself, like Stevie Mac himself, the classes are full of fun and exciting, and they're perfect for the kids who aren't interested in football or rugby but still like to be outdoors and active. I think I was one of those kids. Mm-hmm. I, I was I wanted to be active, but I wasn't good at anything. So, uh, and to make the deal even sweeter, Stevie Mac will be donating the proceeds of his skate school to Skate Pal, which is a nonprofit organization that works with communities throughout Palestine to enhance the lives of young people and promote the benefits of skateboarding. So it's really a no-brainer. Visit Stevie Mac Skate School on Facebook and tell them the MSF guy sent you. Yeah. Nice. 
Nice. Um, so we'll do a little bit of feedback. We've got Patreons, actually. We do have the Patreons. We don't have it loaded. So you want to crack on with the... Yeah. Uh... So, I, so it turned out to be one of the best in... Um, the best engaged posts we've ever done, which I literally stuck on when I was out having a fag one day at work. I seen it on Twitter and just lifted this, and it was your penis. And I thought about putting and or vagina um, mm. is named after the last TV series you watched, and some of the responses were, were pretty good. So, uh, Barry B, big bone saw and power. Big bone saw. <laughs> bone saw. <laughs> uh, Billy Morrison put five guys a week. Hey. Amazing program. <laughs> Doogie Campbell put uh, altered carbon. Okay. Fair enough. There you go. <laughs> Andy Henderson, <laughs> how I met your mother. Aye. <laughs> you leave Ant um, out of this. ZZ Plop. <laughs> Just Grant for the goat boy put the in-betweeners. Uh, and there was a response from uh, Colin McSoy in there, but I'm not going to read that. Oh, wait, let me see. Oh, no, that's Vulgar. terrible, Colin. <laughs> Harley Ross put Gotham. A great name for your dick. Mm. I'd say I ride along to Gotham. The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight. That's one for Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Jay West put Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Frew, Picard. That's a great name for a dick. Mm. Captain, or the captain. Picard. Um, oh, okay. Uh, you and Maze, Knots and Crosses. Phil Rogers, Umbrella Academy. All right. That works out. Yeah. Take I'm you to school. <laughs> Daniel K put The Stranger. Yeah. <laughs> I love that move. Ali Cook put <laughs> Sneaky Pete. <laughs> well, Sneaky Pete the Pete. Penis. Uh, <laughs> Dave Varga, Dexter. <laughs> What's a good name? More oh, better yeah. for your dog, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Father Ted was one of them. Aww. Andy Mack, the Punisher. Hey! <laughs> oh, you know it. <laughs> you didn't even watch TV, or did you just put that down there for the logs? Logs. Ah, fair enough. Banter. Good man. Uh, Alex Hermilligy put The Walking Dead. Can't be that bad, son. Uh, Will Dawson put Ancient Alien. <laughs> and Sandy Astronaut Petland put Young Offenders. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, Adam Granger I think Adam Granger's is my uh, is my favourite maybe my second favourite Red Dwarf Red Dwarf <laughs> yes the guy on that show kind of looks like Ads a bit doesn't he does he? it actually yeah, yeah he's, he's on EastEnders or one of those shows too I was going to say the guy on Red Dwarf looks like his penis I was oh. going to say wow, I, okay. <laughs> I was going to say I've never seen Adam's penis but I probably have in the showers I probably have I've honestly never seen so many replies on one of our fucking things before does that mean we, have, we run like a dick show a yeah. dick Oh, yeah, Humor we have, podcast. We have, yeah. a, we have a type. Yeah, so. We do. Uh, a couple of favorites uh, Chernobyl. <laughs> Chernobyl. <laughs> Chernobyl. Because it's, to- cause it's toxic. Uh, another favorite of mine, just before we go, we've got Hunters from Night and Day. And just finally, David Thompson put Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> so, but before we go into the Patreons quickly, uh, just while we're on the topic of penises, have you seen this? Uh, dinkyone.com? This small penis this, dating Mike? site? It's Mike? a small penis dating site. Did you find this? <laughs> First of all, I am in a long-term relationship. I know, I know. And how Connie and I met is none of anyone's business. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll just read. I'll just read a couple. <laughs> read a couple of paragraphs from. Uh, and then we'll get onto the Patreon. So it says, connecting those with a smaller penis to those who prefer one. If you think you have a smaller than average penis, there's no need to be embarrassed. Thank God. Uh, at dickyone.com, every man has a below average penis size. This means anyone you date will be fully aware and you can avoid un- 
unnecessary pressure and anxiety. Our site is totally free to join and open to males, females, and transgender people of any sexuality. And what constitutes uh, below average? I'm glad exactly. you asked, Andy. <laughs> what is... Right. The, <laughs> <laughs> the <trousers> before. <laughs> well, I'll show you mine. <laughs> what do you think, guys? <laughs> um... What's the average penis? Looking at me. <laughs> What's the average penis size? You ask. The global average erect penis length is around five and a half inches or fourteen centimeters. That's it. Yeah, it is. If the penis is less than that, you're eligible to join us. So we don't want any of you big dick guys in our clan. Do you we need to send like a photo of verification? Imagine. This is the Sky Remote. <laughs> Wait, the new Sky Remote or the old one? Because there's a difference between the two. <laughs> is there, Mike? There's a. <laughs> I measured Corey, it. Look, look. <laughs> I'm almost to the top. Um, it says micro penis. Some men have a micro penis. This is defined by an erect size less than three and i'm sorry if i'm making you uncomfortable um yeah really glad i'm on the girl yeah. <laughs> uh erect size three and a half inches uh if you fall into this group and struggle with sexual partners in the past you will need to try dinky one so <laughs> the name of the website again was dinky one dinky one yeah this isn't an ad by the way well this is something i, I just this this is this is genuine this is absolute troll fest that's what it is it, pro it probably is. It's Maybe cool. it's gearing up for April 1st. Maybe it's uh, April Fool's Day joke. But anyway, Patreons. Um, Ali Cook, come on down. Yeah. Craig McCaffrey. Craig. Danielle Nee Miller. K. K. Danielle K. Sorry. Uh, free you need to change her up. Patreon. That's not my fault. You got to upgrade your Patreon, Danielle. Please. <laughs> You're screwing up the show. Danny, maybe she doesn't listen anymore. She's still paying. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Frey Sarifi. Shout out to Rebe. J-Dub. Jason West. Night and day. Da, 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 da. Roddy Badass. Hot Rod. Sean Bartlett. Big Sean. And Steven Stosh Tosh. Big sexy. Hey. Hey. So we'll do a little bit of feedback, and then we'll get into talking to our lovely guests. So just chime in. Very you, want. you don't have to wait until we start talking about your thing if you want to talk. Just talk all over all That's the thing. There's been quite a few. There's so many can. times we've had guests on there like, until they get introduced. They're like, don't come here. And then straight into the microphone. I mean, I was in the dick chat, right? Everyone was aware that I was, you know, inputting on the... Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for participating. Yeah. <clears throat> Even if it was just patting Mike on the head, telling him it's okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm proud of Mike. Uh, so <laughs> last week's episode was uh, Nail Sick Roof. Yeah. Um, first of all, Ali Cook just put, nothing makes for better radio than hearing three people describe colours. I can't remember what he's talking about, but apparently we were trying to describe colors. Oh, were we? Oh, yeah, I do remember a color section of the podcast. Yeah, sorry, Ali. Uh, Ryan Scott, who was a roofer, said, I could chat nail sick all day, bane of my existence. Mm. Big J West didn't actually record it like we asked him to. He put a long response on, um, so please go read that if you want. Ali Coop said he'd rather fight Joshua than Ruiz. That thick king has some truly evil hooks and uppercuts. Um, there was some more chat from Ali Cook. It was normally as long as he usually is. <laughs> no offence, Ali. Um, and Dave Hunter then commented also on the nail sick roof. So this was a very uh, tradesman-heavy feedback. Yeah. How's your roof going? You got sorted? Uh, so there was a some turn of events, actually. Okay. So someone came out, and a uh, really nice guy was, and was checking over the roof, and uh, he was like, yeah, I'll give you a quote. And then he actually took a picture. I'll show you... Oh, Maybe I'll post a picture of it on the Facebook page. I'm not sure yet. I, need to get... I don't know if you listen, Becky, but this, is, this has been a recurring theme as Mike's yeah. fucked up roof. Yeah. So um, they sent me a roof. And if you can describe what this picture is, 
to me. So this that's the top of the chimney. And what what's on there? They said it was sealed off. What's on top of it? Slate. Slate, yeah. So it, it looks like they've taken some slate and maybe a little bit of cement and kind of mixed it all up and then and tried to seal it off and it didn't do a good job of sealing it off. Mm. So he sent me that picture and I was like, wow, the person that came up and did this was an asshole, pretty yeah. much. They shouldn't have done that. And they're really not. They're really banking on no one ever going up to check. Exactly. And of course, we didn't. We didn't have a ladder to get up there and check it out. There was no access to it. So as it turns out, we did looking a, at you like I can't believe you didn't go up there and check the roof. We did it. No, I mean, who's going to genuinely do that? So, I mean, it's actually quite a good job to scam somebody with because who actually goes up there to check the roof? It is. Yeah. And the, the guy that did it, and the guy that came out and sent me that picture, it actually turns out it was his dad that was up there and did that. And now the son, now they don't know that they've been out to the same house and they've seen this work, right? So now it kind of put us off from working with that guy, the second guy, the son that came around mm-hmm. just because it's like, I don't, I don't know if I want your dad to come around here to help you with how, this roof. How did you find out it was the... Facebook, bro. Oh. Gotta do a little Facebook checking, man. To be fair, if he's learned from his dad and that's how his dad conducts his business, then you've mm-hmm. got to assume he's picked up bad habits and bad practices all the way. So True. So probably just avoid them. But there were two different companies. So the dad has one a van with a logo on it and the son has a van with a logo on it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they had it falling out. Maybe this is the thing, though. Maybe the dad fucks up and the son comes in and fixes it. Maybe the shoddy work was a cause of so them to break out. That's yeah. a scam. Yeah. So I don't know. So, But it's kind of... I don't know. It's kind of made us question if we should still be in the running for the person who's going to get I our money. Bother. No, yeah, I'd just be put off by the fact that I'd assume that he was trained by his old man. Yeah. Mm. You'd assume so. Yeah. Would you have that it's conversation with him? Would you Would you go and be like, look, this is these are my concerns here, and I just want to know that I, I'm guessing, you're not going to do that. I'm guessing he's offering you a good price. Um, They're all pretty much around. The, the three quotes that we got are all pretty much around the same. Unless he was offering like a hefty discount against everyone else, then that's probably why he would. Do you know, yeah. what I, mean? mm. I, I personally wouldn't. But Love I'm the guy, though. He was a really, yeah, he's a really nice guy too. And I, I don't want to kind of hold it against him if it's <clears throat> nothing that's not really related or Does if he, he even know knows. That you know. No, he doesn't that. know that I know. Ooh, At least that I know. That's weird. I don't know if he knows that I know that I know. But um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not know? sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I don't. I don't think that he does know. We just did a little snooping around on Facebook. We were like, oh shit, this is the guy that came out the first time. That oh man, so. Motherfucker. I don't know. Mm. Family feud. I know. Talking of family feuds. Hey. hey Super segue, Jordan. Knock that out of the park. <laughs> yes, we are joined by Becky McKenzie, the Perth Amateur Operatic Society's leading lady slash vice president. How are you, friend? Good. Yeah. yeah. That was a very short answer. I know, I'm sorry. You did say me. You can ramble as much yeah, as you no, like. Honest, like yeah, good. We were talking in the car over here and I was like, do not be scared to talk. The worst guests are the ones where you have to literally pull information out of them. <laughs> and then yeah. I've just gone, good. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Run with that. Yeah. My day was good. Um, so, <laughs> Becky is here to promote something. So we'll be, yes. do you want to give us a little bit on what's happening right now? Sure. So we are currently in rehearsals for The Wedding Singer, the musical, nice. in oh. Perth Theatre. Running from the seventh to the eleventh of April. Yeah, that's my official promo bit. Um, all going well, and that you know things go well with the theatre, and they don't cancel us for coronavirus reasons. No, you should live stream it. And that's what I said, but then Ooh. I did say we could actually go to the theatre, the cast, and live stream. But then people who haven't bought tickets can watch the live stream and need to lose a lot of money. So I set up like, a Patreon, or, or you, you could sit behind a paywall. Yeah, 
And then, oh, and then the people who t- there's got to be like a unique identifier on the ticket in some way, and then if they can type that in and get through, then I'm so glad I came. Andy, make sure I have some great, great ideas. ideas. Andy, make sure you get a invoice for that after the show. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> to get all the advice. Um, no, so we're four weeks out. We start yeah on the seventh, so it's the Tuesday night, and yeah, we're about we're doing really well, but it's that kind of four weeks to go thing of going. Yeah. four weeks ago and I feel like I need to be better and I need to be doing more and I need to be doing this and being vice president as well it's kind of I'm in charge of social media I'm in charge of fundraising oh. I ended up doing some promo stuff last night for like papers and things so it's kind of like yeah I'm treating this as promo as well I'm just oh, hell, this is, no yeah. dive in this is what the people do when you've got something to promote you do podcasts you do shows especially exactly. yeah, so so we'll go right back to this so how did you get into performing arts performing arts Yes. Generally. Um, <laughs> I don't, I actually don't remember. That's a really annoying answer, but I don't actually remember when it all kind of started. I remember, Are you saying it's in your blood? Yeah. <laughs> it's all it is. No, it is not, because none of my family have ever been performers, and none of them sing, none of them are musical, none of them are really anything. My sister taught herself to play guitar. She can sing, chooses not to, whereas I can almost sing and choose to do it all the time. That's that kind of thing of you know, overcoming. You are a good singer and have been for many years. Yeah. I don't like saying it. I get really embarrassed. Um, but no, it's not really in my blood as such. We just kind of... My mum took me to see a panto when I was about four or something like that. And she said, you know, I, I took all these sweeties with me thinking, I'm going to have to placate this kid the whole way through this because she's going to not be interested. And um, within the first bar of music of it starting, my mum was like, and we've lost her. We've lost her forever <laughs> to the theatre. She's gone. Why won't she stop singing? So, yeah, exactly. Oh, this better not be a whole thing. And then it has been a whole thing. And I, I think my mum kind of hoped I'd grow out of it by I'm nearly 30. And, and I haven't. So I think my mum's still like, God, here we go. When's you know? this phase going to end? When's this phase going to end? So yeah. Never. Do you remember yeah. what your first play was that you took part in? Not a proper play, mm. um, but we did. I did a group out. Um, it was actually in Bridge of Ern, and it was in the Kilgraston building. And we did it was like a music thing. We were, I was only little, and we mm. had to do a kind of performance for parents and things. And it was dancing, music, acting, and dance. So we had to do all three and do little bits. So I remember doing it, and I remember being a zebra. A zebra. Yeah, because I mean, this just screams zebra. So um, <laughs> it was very bizarre. I don't really remember a lot about it, but. Yeah, I remember that, and that's pretty much it. And then it's like kind of bits I don't really remember. And then I went to youth theatre for years um, in Perth Theatre and was addicted, loved it. Did some really weird shows there as well. Can Do vouch that for that. I that was 2000, and, I want to say Something. seven or eight, and I was maybe a little drunk. Okay. Maybe a little someone else. Yeah. Walked into the show, and <laughs> it was. Uh, oh, okay. It was about 25, 30 people. Mm hmm. Dressed in black, mm-hmm. performing with traffic cones. Yeah. All right. And like literally. It was avant garde. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like... it was me and my friend Daniel went. We'd been told nothing. We'd literally. Beck was just like, come down. I was like, all right, yeah, why the fuck not? And we did. And we both just sat there the whole time, like, what's happening? And it, yeah, so that was, mm-hmm. that was some pretty. I actually don't even remember why, what that was about. I just remember one night at Youth Theatre being told, right, all the roadworks have stopped in the area. 
can we all run out and get some traffic cones? So one of our actual <laughs> rehearsals was spent running around Perth picking up traffic cones, which probably shouldn't say now because I work for Perth Across County. But, uh, Cause yeah, many accidents. So you, yeah. put them back, you put them back. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes, you did. The week later after yeah. the show was done. But yeah, I don't know what happened if they then turned up the next day and there's no traffic cones anywhere. In any Just go back 12 years, see if you can find any days where there was multiple car accidents. Multiple. Yeah, <laughs> people driving into fucking oh, uncovered potholes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, would you say then that have you ever had any? So obviously it's it's not hot, but more than a hobby because you invest a lot of time into it. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have aspirations of like going full time? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have them every day of my life. Every <laughs> damn day this, I shall be of a performer. my life. Um, yes. However, when I went to study acting and doing that, you kind of realise how much it takes for a person to be able to do it and how much rejection you face. Not very good at the rejection part. I take it very personally. So um, I decided whilst training, I thought, you know what? No, I don't think this is for me. What I want to do is do it as, well, as a hobby that I can enjoy. I can get my, my money from my work, which I can love or hate, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But I want to have something that I look forward to mm-hmm. like every night. And that I'm not yeah. worrying about it, paying my bills or any of that kind of stuff. And then so taking I the shine have, off it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, I do have, like, some of my friends are professional actors, and I do look at them and I'm like, I want your life. You're having an amazing time, and I'm sitting here on my desk. But at the same time, But that's the highs and lows. I'd imagine it's the same, Andy, like, for a, a performing musician as well. There can be times where it's the highs are high, and then other times it's... Yeah, but I, I, I'm quite lucky in the sense that um, I only teach part-time, mm-hmm. and I choose to teach because I really enjoy that. But then the rest of my time's then spent working here in the studio or other studios. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of lucky that I get to do what I want, but on the flip side, making money sort of from mm-hmm. a job kind of thing. Even though this is my job, you know, I get to do three or four different jobs rather than just one job, if that makes sense. Yeah, so that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's what I enjoy about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's not easy getting rejection or thinking that, you know, you're not good enough to do something when things don't quite fall the way that you want them to fall. It's just about how you pick yourself up and decide, okay, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do next. And mm-hmm. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not. Yeah. you just got to get on with it, though. Even in, like, the amateur world, though, like, you, you still get a lot of rejection. Like, when back when I started the group, um, I auditioned four years to get in. Because for females, it's more difficult because, you know, you're well outnumbering the guys. So to get into a group for being a girl is very difficult because you've got ten others just like you that are mm-hmm. the same kind of shape the same voice type the same everything you know mm-hmm. the same look so it's it's quite hard and it's although this is just amateur it's kind of changed a lot now we are a lot more kind of accepting mm-hmm. <laughs> but um yeah when i first kind of started trying to get in it was very hard and it took me a long time and now it's like i'm leading lady so you know <laughs> you missed out on four years of this so yeah it's kind of putting in the ground so why do you think that there aren't as many guys that join up <sighs> i think it's because it does have a bit of a oh, what's the word it People think it's all gay guys. And oh, I think it's quite an effeminate thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, and I think it's the biggest misconception about theatre because I honestly, in all the time I've been doing this, there's not very many of our group that are gay, or maybe they are, and that's okay too. But, yeah. you know, they're mm-hmm. not outwardly gay. They're not, you know, most of my friends have actually met their husbands or wives through this through this group specifically or through training and acting yeah. and things like that. So it's hard when you're trying to do a show that's kind of very equal parts so the last two shows we've oh done, that would be an issue okay yeah so the past two shows we did we did nine to five um the musicals you know dolly Parton, nine to five um 
last year, mm-hmm. three female leads, of which I was playing Dolly, um, or Dorley, the character made famous by Dolly Parton. Um, I played that last year, and there was three female leads, which is very uncommon. Only really one, two lead men. Great for us, because we don't <coughs> have that many men. The year before, we did Sister Act. Brilliant. Hardly any men, because it's all nuns. So yeah. it was perfect, you know what I mean? So, But we kind of have to go, yeah, we can't keep doing female-led shows. A, yeah. because they don't, there's not hundreds of them, but B... You know, we need to keep it fair. We can't just keep doing shows for girls because then guys won't join us. So mm. Yeah, you want to try to pull in. Yeah, pull so in a bit trying more. to find, you know. I would love to do something like that, but I just wouldn't want to sing, though. I, I think that I'd scare you away. I, 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 <laughs> might be a problem in society, yeah. yeah. I want to <laughs> act, but I don't want to sing. Actually, you'd message me. I'd always, mm-hmm. I'd, I always, I used to do drama when I was younger. I used to fucking love it. Me too. And you can it. sing. If you didn't know that, now you do. I was Augustus Gloop in the Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Really? Fell into the chocolate uh, oh, river there. That's Die. a big part. It is. Oh, yeah. nice. I can't <laughs> remember the place I was in. I did it for ages. But it's just time, because it would be something mm. fun. I'd love to do something. I'd love to do, because I'm, I'm a showman. So are, are there any parts that uh, somebody can join without singing? Like maybe someone in the in, somewhere in the back? Or there this, are, oh yeah. Or so maybe not necessarily not singing, but maybe minimal singing. Minimal singing. Yeah. The chorus. I think if you want to be in the chorus, it's, you know, you sing with a big group. You're not on your own, unless you want to be. If there's always opportunities to say, well, I'd quite like to do that one line or that kind of couple of wee lines in that scene or whatever. But there's a lot of kind of bit parts that are, you come on, you do a wee scene, you may be playing a policeman that's a common one for guys yeah. <laughs> always a policeman involved um you know things like that there's parts that you come on and just do a little bit of chat and mm-hmm. then that's you done or if you're in the chorus you can sing as a group and you you don't need to be the best singers like if you can hold a note of any kind it's like done the rest you could do like barry white along. you've got that kind of growling oh voice. yeah dun, 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 dun. You're in. <laughs> <laughs> that was your audition Welcome. me <laughs> i'm ready for my close-up <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no we, we do welcome pretty much anyone that wants to give it a shot. And you know what I mean? If you try it and it's not for you, that is totally fair. But I think, you know, once it is the commitment thing, as, as Jordan mm. said, it's, it's yeah. difficult. It takes a lot of time, it, a lot of my time personally, because mm-hmm. I do everything. But the, you know, we rehearse every Monday. And if you get a part, you're on a Wednesday as well. And that's kind of like half seven to half nine, ten o'clock at night. And that's a big chunk of someone's evening. It is, yeah. Especially for kids, especially, you know, that work late or work shifts and things, it's quite difficult for them. So we're aware of how difficult it can be for people, but yes. It's just, especially needed. nowadays as well, there's so much going in, like, like, as well, like, I think it's as well more common with sort of families that are maybe co-parenting. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know you're, you're the same as me. My week is very structured around the times that I get the wee man. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. and then you got to make time for your, you know, your partner, yeah. and then you got to make time for yourself. You yeah. know? So it, it it is tough, but mm-hmm. it, that is something that I always wanted to get back to, and just even performing is something I wanted. That's why I wanted to do the stand up thing, mm. and just being able to, you know, the podcast has helped me, but being able to kind of speak in front of audiences, mm. that's something I want to work on. Mm. So I think being on stage is probably less frightening than doing stand up. I could not do stand up on my own just really in my own voice even now i'm struggling to talk as me as i want to do like some kind of part or something you want to sing go ahead no no definitely not on that it's probably easier because your lines are already written for you exactly you know yeah a lot of people have already seen the musicals or adaptations of Mm -hmm. films and that before so they're already quite familiar with yeah they're already they're already on your side so you don't have to win them to kind of get over the sort of right well i need to get out on stage and sing in front of all these people who are going to sit and look at me 
Mm-hmm. You can get past that. My issue's be always been singing when sober. I have absolutely no issue. <laughs> Me see, too. When, see, when I'm drunk, I love a sing song, and more, sometimes I can do quite a good job, but if I'm sober, I'm instantly like, because I, I recorded a song with Andy once. Mm-hmm. For a, a, a separate thing, and it was terrifying. And it was just literally me and Andy in the room. Mm-hmm. And the first twenty minutes were just Andy going louder. Me just going, <laughs> 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 that's your audition. You're also yeah. in. Yes. <laughs> I never got paid for that session. <laughs> I, did it, I did it for free, but you did get a twelve-year bottle. You yeah. did get a twelve-year bottle of whiskey. <laughs> so it's <laughs> weak. Ah. Yeah. I think it's, it's scarier <laughs> singing in front of the people in the group than it is singing in front of an audience. I hate auditions because you're sitting in front of or you're singing in front of like six people that you know mm-hmm. and they know what you can do ish sometimes <laughs> and you're like oh god this is so intense whereas see if you put me in the theater 400 and however many seats i'm like this is fine because i don't know all the people out there a, a smaller group yeah. is sometimes more intimidating oh, yeah. yeah and i even get more nervous the nights that like my family are in or the columns in or that you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. kind of I'm very aware that they're there yeah. and that they know who I am in real life. So it's bizarre. You almost try and not notice. Because I, when I'd done the, the show at the Fringe mm-hmm. last year, uh, I'd left early to get in and my friends were coming and I couldn't answer my phone there when, when they were trying to find out where the place was. And I was like, thank fuck, I'm not going to be here. And then literally as they called my name, my pals all walked in and I was just like, fuck, I know exactly where they're sitting. Yeah. And now I've got to try and make sure I don't look at that side. And so yeah. completely... During Sister Act, I walked on and Colm's six foot six, so anywhere he goes, he's kind of noticeable. But in even sitting down, he's a good head above everybody else. So I was just kind of like, it's fine. If I don't see them, I'm fine. I won't get nervous. But what had happened was because we have a live orchestra, they block out the first three rows for the orchestra yeah. and then the first row of audience are right behind them. My mum had bought the third row thinking they were three rows back, forgot about the orchestra. They were right behind the orchestra and the orchestra are lit. So when I walked out, the first four, like five people I seen in my entire family and I was like, oh no. Hey guys. <laughs> I was just like, hi, we're right I, at the front. I don't know if you experience it like I do from playing a lot of gigs and that over the years, but when there are people there that I know, particularly like in a sort of show format, I tend to like look at them, but I actually look right over the top <laughs> of their fucking look heads. Them, like, yeah, yeah, I, I never, yeah. I never really ever make eye contact with them. Do you know what I mean? Because it's... I don't know. I always think they're judging you, like if you make a mistake or yep. something like that. Is, they're the ones that are going to notice you, you it. You don't then want them you. as well to feel like they have to visibly react. Exactly. So if I look at them, they'll think I'm looking at them, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, you're just so good." Now you don't want to then elicit like an unnatural mm-hmm. reaction from them. I know. I want that unnatural reaction. <laughs> Because it'll make me feel comfortable. So it's, like that's what when, when I was doing the stand up when I when I locked eyes with someone, she was like, "Yeah," she kind of agreed with something I said. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I am funny. Yeah, Just let's keep going." Yeah. <laughs> Number one fan. Yeah. <laughs> so just I'm trying to actually read through this. So. Um, Sorry, I did write a lot. No, that's right. I'm just, we always do this. We send it the pre interview and then never actually ask any of the questions that we'll No, we're getting it. through a lot of the stuff on there. We're Have doing we? good. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, how do you think doing it has impacted, like, how you've grown up? Like, how you do you use, like, do you use the confidence you have on stage to, like, just go out and do everyday things? Um, I'm actually a very self conscious person. I'm not very confident. I think, well, I, I am. And so, this is fine. Like, with people, I'm okay. But, like, in myself, I'm very kind of. God, everyone's looking at me. Like, if I go into a party, I have to be with someone else. I can't walk in on my own and feel confident. But I think on stage is different because I'm not me anymore. Um, is that quite a common thing with performers? I think so. I think, it, well, I don't know. They can be kind of introverted in a lot of aspects. And then when that in that setting, they get to then be... Yeah, someone completely <coughs> different from themselves. Yeah. And they're not... Yeah, I think 
I think it, it does give you confidence. It does. It totally opens up your world and lets you meet a lot of people that you maybe wouldn't have met previously. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And things like that. Like, I'm friends with, <coughs> you know, councillors through this, or actually members of Scottish Parliament through operatics and things. And it's bizarre. Like, I never thought I'd be in that kind of scenario where I could just text and be like, oh, by the way, just wondering if you could do this. Or, you know, it's, it's bizarre, but lovely. Really nice. But... Can't remember what my answer was there, so I'll just ramble instead. It's alright. <laughs> no, that was a good answer as well. <laughs> well, so talking about, you'd mentioned you'd met some people in the Scottish government. You met anyone else famous? Yes. Yeah, I've any... met the A-list of Scottish celebrities. Well, I've met I... Sir Billy Connolly. Oh, hey. I met him too, and almost cried oh, at Parkhead. Jordan. Give me my moment. This whole thing's been your moment. Is, no, it's not right. We're carrying on with my moment. I met Billy Connolly, right, and please last continue. week. I met Karen Dunbar at Perth Theatre and from Chewing the Fat, the Fat fame. Okay. And I honestly have never been a more embarrassing person in my life. Were, I was just, were you really fanish? Yeah, I was total <laughs> fangirling. But I think when I was younger, there wasn't a lot of Scottish comedians mm. on the scene. Yeah. And she's the only one I really remember growing up that I, you know, would watch her and be like, she's really funny and do impressions of her all the time. I, I still do all the time. So when I met her, I kind of was just like, don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah, don't do the accent. Don't do the accent. But it was just, yeah, she was lovely. But um, I met Subo. Really? So, yeah. She ruffled my fringe. Oh. Yeah, said she liked it. And then she said she liked my wellies. And no, I wasn't wearing wellies, but that's okay. I was like, okay, Subo. Subo. Just Susan Boyle. You can do what you want. Yeah. I was like, oh. if you think they're wellies, then they're wellies. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> so I think we should probably get into the the sibling elephant in the room that we were talking about oh, before. Okay. So there is another celebrity that you met last year. Yes. Uh, I met Sir Ian McKellen mm. last year, who my sister takes great pride in telling people that she booked for Perser Pride last year. She did not. I was the person who <laughs> tweeted him first, right? And I said, You hear the tone Claire, change there? <laughs> right. I know, I'm getting a bit. Do because I had, booked, I had booked tickets to see Ian McKellen in Pitlochry Festival <clears throat> Theatre, doing his tour of the 80 theatres for his 80th year. So I booked it knowing he'd be in Pitlochry on that day. The day after Pride, I think it was. Yeah, mm. day after Pride. So I was like, oh, like, I wonder where he's going. And he was in Dundee on the Friday night. So I was like, hmm, where do you have to pass to get to Dun uh, to Pitlochry from Dundee? You have to go through Perth. So I text Claire and I said, you know, are you aware of this? Like, and I tweeted him and then I tweeted my sister and I tweeted Perth for Pride. And I says, do you know? And I, I see my sister every single day. I'm just going to point that out. We work in the same office. <laughs> And she still will take the credit for it. Wow. And I literally said to her in person as well, oh, Ian McKellen will be in the area. Why don't you ask him? And she was like, yeah, yeah, I might do. And then it kind of got the Twitter thing going of everybody tweeting it. And I got, no thanks for that. So Is it possible we can get a screenshot of the text that you sent to her? Do you still have it? Of course. It? Yeah, and we'll post oh. that. And we're going oh, oh, she she to... She picked up her phone then. We're going to set this off. I'm sure she's she yeah, right here. Actually, I will get it, but I don't know where it is. She's right already now. got it screenshot. Yeah. I did, because I sent Fantastic. it to Fantastic. Because I hate being there. Was this the topic of like Christmas dinner this year? Like someone flipped the table it's over the like, I hate of, you! Yeah, it's the topic of every dinner from, from then on. <laughs> it's just a continuing just, you, 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 Me and Claire no longer speak. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the same office, but we, we do not make Only Ian McKellen can patch this up. we got to get him back here <laughs> yeah. to fix this. We ganned out. I know, it was fucking cool. Like, who, who started the hashtag though? Was that you or was that her? I don't think that was actually her. I think that was part of her team. Oh, okay. If it oh, was she her, didn't I'm even sorry. do that. Mm. She might have. Just to clear that up, I don't know. Claire, sorry for I'm deleting our episode now. <laughs> yeah. False. Fake news. We'll not have it. Right, well, 
That was very interesting and entertaining. If you're happy to stick around and ramble some more shite with us, yeah. that'd be fantastic. Do you want to give the... Can I, sorry, can yeah. I just chip in with something you're talking about? I just want to ask you about it. Do you feel like the position that you, you're in now with um, the Operatic Society and everything you do is because actually you toughed that out through all those years and so many folk you came up with all fell away by the wayside? As or, in... Like, you're doing what you do now because, like, you stuck at it and you worked really, really hard and... Yeah. All the folk that you came up with kind of maybe went, oh, this isn't for me anymore, and you've stuck at it and ground, yeah. like, away at it. Yeah, I think as well, like, so coming, you know, obviously in Perth, the youth theatre and things, a lot of my friends don't really do theatre that did that anymore, but my friends from training, they, they still do it, most mm -hmm. of them. Some of them are now starting to fall away from the kind of bright lights of, you know, having their own name and lights and things. They're yeah, yeah. kind of going, okay, well, maybe we tried it. We tried for a good few years and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, no, you, you need to stick at it. And, like, this is... For years, I've been in it for six or seven years, I think. But only recently, I've been getting the, the lead parts, the big ones, you know, mm -hmm, the ones yeah. that everybody, the, the main person, you know what yeah. I mean? So, like, for, in The Wedding Singer, I'm playing Julia, which is the part made famous by Drew Barrymore. Yeah. So it's, like, the part people know. And it's kind of, you, you don't get given those on your first... No, because you know, it's also not it's... only have you got the talent to do it, but you've also got the experience and the, the know-how the know to, to mm. do it and do it to a high, high standard. To handle the pressure as well, because there's got to be slightly, well, not slightly, there's got to be more pressure on your lead performers mm -hmm. because you'll immediately have more lines, you'll be in more scenes, you'll be, do you know what I mean? Surely you're expected, yeah, to lead by example and be sort of there before everybody else and still practising your lines later on yeah. when folk have gone home, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like... As well as managing, like you say, all the social media aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Social media guy sucked. <laughs> I could take over. Fuck you. No, <laughs> we just did a fun run um, last... That was hilarious, by the way. Sad, that sad was sad. very fucking funny. And it was wedding themed or 80s themed. And what it ended up looking like was that everyone was on my hen because I wore a white dress and a veil <laughs> as a bride to do this fun run and everyone wore 80s neon kind of crazy mm. stuff. And my friend afterwards texted me, she's like, looks like you're on a hen do. And I was like, that's really bad. A hen do down the South Inch. Yeah, <laughs> I should do. But yeah, no, I had a whole reception afterwards and things and I went and bought a little wedding cake and had it. Yeah, I go all out. If I'm going to commit to something, I'm I'd see a lot of parallels between obviously things like performing arts in that respect and music industry mm. and other mm. forms Definitely. you know of the creative industries in Scotland it's you know sometimes you're banging against the door for what feels like forever but your persistence and you know your dedication of what it is that you know your art your craft eventually wins the day you know you stick at it and suddenly the opportunities start coming Mm. And you're sitting there a few years later, and you're like, "Fuck it, never saw this happening." Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's the way we talked about it with this show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's, we've kept crying. There's been episodes that haven't been great, but we know we've had to get an episode recorded, like mm -hmm. a bad gig, like uh, having a bad show. That's what you learn from. Yeah, yeah. it is what you learn from. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're at with the downloads now. I never in a million years thought when me and Matt recording an episode on my phone for twenty minutes thought that we'd get anywhere near a thousand people, and now we're up. At, <laughs> I do know. You know I mean, like twelve thousand or something. Like that. Do you know I mean it's unbelievable? I had one more question. It was looking when you were saying, you know, it's harder and harder to, to maybe find folk. Are you sort of using, looking for the talent pool in the sort of high schools and that and the local schools around Perth and then trying to get the youngsters in? Yeah, what's the age workshops, range? Workshops, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So we always kind of give flyers out to schools when we're looking for people to come and join us. We yeah. do start at 16 because um, insurance, things mm -hmm. for being on stage is quite difficult unless you're doing a children's show like Oliver or Annie, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, but this year we've been very lucky and we've had a lot of new members one of our leads 
um, she plays my cousin in it. She's 16 and she is phenomenal. Her voice is like, how is she 16? It's not Mm. fair. You know what I mean? Like she's got more talent in her little finger than I've had. And I've been doing this for years. You know what I mean? But yeah, the young ones, we need to get them in and kind of keep them, which is the hard thing in Paris Mm. because we're not a university town people kind of leave to go to uni and then you're like yeah oh, we've just lost them for three years or four years or whatever you know what i mean mind you in saying that maybe you know you have got the performing arts stuff up at perth college and mm-hmm. technical theater mm-hmm. and obviously i work in audio engineering up there so i'm working in that creative industry so mm-hmm. some of the work that i know the the theater lecturers and that do up there is really really good mm-hmm. so yeah i've been at some of the shows amazing yeah, they're yeah. good. Fuck that. So, another folk that kind of run it and things. And it's that, yeah, it's tr- trying to kind of create a base in Perth that I've got, you know, we can take from them. They can mm-hmm. come get help from us and things like that. And just kind of. Especially keeping show. younger folk interested because everyone knows that, like, you get to sort of 16, 17, 18, and then ah, I could go and do that, which will be three hours working really hard, or yeah. I'll go and get ripped on my pals. Yeah. Yeah. And then, the, do you know what I mean? That's, that's the, well, that's what I was like when I was 18. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I just think it's, it's really it's lovely to see the young ones come in and you know they're fascinated at all and they really enjoy it and you know there was a we had a guy join us last year who was just 16 um and he kind of had a little part at the end he was quite shy for the first like (coughs) month of rehearsals or something see by show week i was like this cannot be the same kid this is unbelievable (laughs) and now this year he's back and i oh i just adore him with all my heart i just i just want to take him home um but he is now one of the more confident ones because he's already he's had a year he's kind of yeah. so that's right. helped him out this yes really helped him out yeah. and that you can see it you know what i mean he's just much more comfortable and kind of you know he's, he's helping the younger ones yeah. he's quite good friends with the one that's playing my cousin so they kind of you know help each other out and things it's really nice to see and it's just like i hope yeah, they stay forever I, I, I relate to that it totally is because you see them come through the first year the second year and the confidence comes from building the skills the core skills the foundation of whatever you know art form that they're into mm-hmm. and then letting them go with that and if they're dedicated and passionate about it you just watch them just take mm-hmm. off yeah. man and you sit mm-hmm. back a couple of years later and you're like fucking fair play I remember when good you came sense in here I pray that, like, yeah. yeah yeah man it's really rewarding yeah. like, That's, I'm like this kid like I haven't taught him or anything I'm just like I'm so proud of you because I know you I saw you last year like, but you, oh, you essentially yeah. are you are teaching them just so especially if you're the lead part I mean if that's who you're going to be looking up to if that's who yeah. you want to achieve you're going to look to the people who are in the position where you would like to be set an example yeah, have, you, have you ever worked with anyone that's gone on to do maybe like some TV or commercial or something like that or um, small part in a movie maybe River City there probably is but yeah. I'm not going to lie and say off the top of my head okay. in, case I, in case I get it wrong or in case I miss anybody out by mistake then they're really offended that I forgot them but no there's been people that have done like its and bits and things nice. in movies Cool. So do you want to give us what? So where is the show? What is the show? When is the show? How much so is the show? The, oh, don't ask me how much because I'm going to have to go through the whole tiering system <coughs> okay. of the Perth Theatre's price list. Um, the show is The Wedding Singer, based on the film uh, by Adam Sandler, featuring Drew, Drew Barrymore. Great film. Mm. And yeah, some of the original songs from the movie are in the show. They're not all the exact same songs. I'll say is that the one now. where he does like he does like half the song when he's in love and he does yes. the other half when he splits that's up because that's fucking it cracks me up it's called Kill Me Please I think yeah. <laughs> Kill Me Please um, yes that's in it um, so there's ones from the film that are in it if people like mm-hmm. to come and see songs they know um, but generally there's a lot of songs that are very 80s heavy that sound like another song from the 80s so that's okay. how they get around the kind of copyright stuff nice. mm. um, but songs are amazing it's really high energy Ah, of course, yeah, because you guys will need to be PRS registered, won't you? So mm-hmm. anything that you do play, you'll have to declare it to PRS so these people get their 
Yeah, well, we got all, we buy the rights for the show, not ah, for the movie. Okay. So, um, okay. But yeah, so it's on in Perth Theatre from the seventh to the eleventh of April, and. Yeah, I don't know the the price range. That's it. We'll share it's out. It's worth your, every penny. Yes, we'll share out the social media on the page when the episode goes out yeah. as well. So yeah, and we appreciate. We've got it. loads of promo stuff going on just now, so it'll be everywhere. Hopefully, fantastic. Perth, well, so. once we share it up, please go and give it a like, and vice versa. If you're listening to this from the Perth Operatic Society, please give the page a like. Yeah. Cross promotion. So is there? A, oh, you said that there's 16 years old. But if I want to bring my daughter along, because she's into she's into TikTok now, okay. so the singing and the dancing. So I think that's something that may kind of draw her in. Mm. And I certainly certainly want her going down that route as opposed to dancing on TikTok and yeah. you know all the rest of those freaks. <laughs> but <laughs> but is it, if I were to bring her along with me, would she be able to maybe participate in a smaller role? Um, not, maybe not on a role, but like participate in it somehow. Yeah. How old your daughter? She's eight. Okay. Yeah. So if we do a kids show, absolutely. Okay. I think. It, the difficult so in Sister Act we had to have altar boys and we had kind of had a group of kids come in who were adorable and just they only had kind of little walk on parts so occasionally I think one year um, for Maiden Dagenham we had a set of children that were I was playing their mum and we had like kind of four kids and that that's great when you only have to have a few kids in it and they, those parts are great for kids because they get all the applause at the end yeah. they, get, they don't have to do a whole lot <laughs> to get that. You know I've been mean? many, but they steal the show. Little shits. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the primary ones like that. Jingle bells, finger up their snout. Somebody's yeah. coughing. One of them's just turning round. And at the end of the day, you're like, no yeah. you. yeah. But no, yeah, if there's parts that come up that we need okay. a kid for. There's got to be youth drama groups around Perth as well. Yeah, it probably is, yeah. I used yeah. to, I, I done one years ago when I was like eight or nine. I fucking loved it. I like improv. That's what I want to do. I want to do improv. Like, yeah. Show us the word vagina. <laughs> no, come on, guys. Give us a real word. <laughs> Penis. Oh. Good night, everyone. That's the one thing that would put me off improv completely is the crowd. Because yeah. I know what I would do. So give us a word. I'd be like, grow <laughs> 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 <Throw> up. <laughs> But, um, if she wants to come and see the show, though, it's up to parental guidance if they want to come because okay. there's a wee bit, of, wee bit of sweary words and a wee bit of. Oh, she's heard it all anyway. It's fun. Things happen. Hopefully, she hasn't seen that. No. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, there's a wee kind of thing. So yes, I think there's okay. guidance on it, but bring her along. All right. So get the bug. that sounds bra, Michael. Does it sound bra? It does, much like our own feature. Bra, no. Are you familiar with the segment? Segment yes. bra or not? Okay, cool. great. Yes. Excellent. So we don't need to explain. So. <laughs> yeah. It's very simple. We'll say a word or a thing and you say if you think it's bra or if you think it's not. In the event of a tie, guest gets the deciding vote and it either goes in the brawl of fame or it goes in the knobbin. Well explained, Jordan. Well explained. Thank you. So we'll start from the top of the list. Even Stosh Tom. Stosh. Video conferencing. Good for the environment, but awkward as fuck. Not a fan. That's a gnaw from Stosh. Uh, I don't mind. I hate... I don't like Skype calls where I can't see who I'm speaking to, especially if I'm doing like a presentation because I like to be able to gauge the room and whether or not folk are actually taking in what I'm saying. Mm. So I think I prefer a video call. Okay. So I'll say bro. Uh, I was on one today. I Normally they're okay. I was on one today. And first of all, when I when I clicked the button to sign in, my camera automatically turned on on my laptop, and I was working from home today. So I was in like a hoodie, and I had like my, my bathrobe still on. I was like, "Oh shit!" I kind of scared myself as my 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 image popped up there. Um, and there's always delays in them too, and there's always like awkward pauses after because there's sometimes people's internet connections aren't great. 
I love technology in all shapes and sizes, but video conferencing, I, I, I'm with you. I like being in a room. I like being able to see what people are doing. And I feel like you need to talk for a certain length of time when you're on a video you, conference you can too. Able, you it's can like, talk nah. with your hands and move around a bit and be a bit more animated. Whereas I think if you're just like, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. And so I feel like I need to be more animated with my voice in yeah. that case because I'm talking with my hands while I'm on the on the call here, but they mm. can't see it. So it's like, yeah. Nah. He, yeah, said, no, he did just, say video conferencing. Just, but you talk a lot with your hands in the podcast, actually. I do, yeah. 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 That's a good thing. Like yeah. Andy Mack? I can't be asked with calls full stop. <laughs> I'd much prefer messaging. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't be asked with your chit chat. Like, You're not a FaceTime oh, guy. I always speak to my mom on the phone. That's the only person I can be bothered speaking to her on the phone. Um, it's, it's essential. It might well be very essential for me coming up because if colleges and all that stuff get closed down, then I'm going to need to do lessons by video chat. So yeah. I'm going to have to say that it's bra because okay. it means that I'm working even when I'm just chilling at home with shorts and that, but you can't see that. But it's, it's, like, it's like soccer Saturday. You've got like the shirt and tie on and then they're wearing trackies on the bottom because yeah. that's all you can Sunglasses see. Sunglasses on, just bleeds one. I was on it last night. <laughs> what were you, Becky? Yeah. Um, I've never had to do any of the video conferencing or video calls or anything like that, but no. Not so for me. Good. Straight no. in the I, Again, yeah, no, I don't do phoning anyone. Mm. I just don't do it. Message nah. all the time. Fastest thumbs in Perth. I just, <laughs> I literally. There's hey, a title for it. Fastest yeah. thumbs in Perth. And yeah. quite a claim to make for yourself. Have yeah. you measured this? Do you know? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Not official. No one's challenged. Well, your sister no said that she's got the fastest thumbs. <laughs> Claire texts like a million texts at once. She does one. Oh one, no, one. those are the worst. Uh -huh. So I know I'm faster than her. Those are the absolute. Okay, worst. wait. Let's let's add this onto the list quickly. So. Bra or not, instead of sending a big paragraph, sending multiple texts. See, I'll do that if I'm trying to emphasize what I'm saying or if I'm trying to get you to understand how I'm feeling. I'll send that, and then I'll send that right after it because I want you to know that these are separate ideas. No, I, I, oh, no. It does my no? but it instantly makes me not want to speak to the person. Oh, no. I do it all the time. I think it's important you've got one point there, you're making a couple of sentences, and then you maybe need to say something well, there's else. there's a return button. You can I make a separate paragraph in the text message. Exactly. Yeah, but sometimes, I'm, I'm, I, sometimes I send it, and then I need to make another point, or I need to just follow up. Or sometimes it's hard to send, it's hard to hit enter and skip a line, and it, there's only like a send button. You know what I mean? I guess that's to keep your ideas short in mm. some messaging services. Yeah, so, that's true. But I don't want to keep it short. Fuck that. We're going long form. In ten messages. I'm a paragraph. Are you? As shown by my, as shown by my answers too. Paragraphs scare the shit out of me. If I get a paragraph from like Connie or any women in my life, I'm like I'm in trouble. You ever look across and see the text and you catch the screen and the like the text bit is like huge. Yeah. Oh, that guy's fucked. You just put your hand on the shoulder. You're like, all right, buddy, I'm with you. You need to talk. I don't know what you did, but I'm sorry. So what are we saying with this one? No. No. I'll say, bro. I'll say bro. There you go. Well, no. guess gets the side and vote. That's, that's why I don't like that rule. That's because yeah. it, it, Andy's an artist, so he likes to have things in a certain format and layer. You're used to layering anyway with your music, I would assume, right? Mm -hmm. There you go. Nice. Just figured you out. Psychology. Right, we've got uh, one here from fucking Mike Dots. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. That guy again. Nah, going Commando. So, commando. I don't like yeah. it. You I don't, don't like I it. I don't like Going Commando. No. I think I it's like, necessary I need, sometimes. I need my boys and... The chief to be contained. The chief. The chief. I just made that up. I don't actually refer to it as the chief. Megan does. Hey. <laughs> but no, I, I definitely uh. like going commando. It's just uncomfortable. Okay. The thinking here is you don't ever wear the same pair of pants or your underwear two days in a row. So if you went commando, say, in a pair of shorts all day and then wore them the next day, how's that any different? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't like it. I'm not happy about it. No. You need and that if you go commando in jeans, you're a psychopath. You need the, you need <laughs> oh, yeah. absolute Start psychopath. Start a fire down there. You need that. the bokkies. Like, bokkies are important. You yeah. ever seen a, a, something about Mary? Yeah, I've seen it. I haven't seen it for a while. But. 
Frank and Beans. Ugh. We don't know what your 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 business anywhere near a zipper mm-hmm. no. without a sheet of protection in between. Yeah. <laughs> a sheet. That's a big old gnaw from me. A sheet, a sheet of protection. I think it's different for females. Yes. Just, yeah. yeah. So yeah, because from what I can again. tell from women, getting your bra off is the best feeling in the entire world. Yes, yeah. the it's sound that women make. You, oh. oh, yeah. I, don't, I mean, even being here tonight, I'm like, for fuck's sake, I've got to keep it on for longer. <laughs> this is a nightmare. Like, That's hilarious. It's gone. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah. There's been times where Megan's not even said hello, and like the bra flies into the living room <laughs> before she does. <laughs> like, like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> you don't know how lucky you guys have it. Oh. Put it that way. Oh, yeah. I do like getting into some sweatpants straight away. As soon as I get home, I need the sweatpants. Oh, yeah. Or basketball shorts if it's nice. I'm, I'm tracky loyal. Like, tracky I'm, loyal. Yeah. Like, and Megan just bought a pair of like, like, like sweatpants trackies from Primark, and I've never seen her happier. Oh, they're great. Oh, yeah. Love sweatpants. I've been, I've been singing the praises like comfy. Oh, yeah. Love that shit. I've, I think I said on the podcast a couple of months ago I was going to make the transition to just trackies guy and I'm in all trackies like, all the time now. I, have to wear, I think Connie like, hates it. Though. Trousers to work every single day as soon as I'm out of work. Yeah. And saying that, all my jeans are like that stretchy denim material as well. So I'm living in comfort all the time. Living in comfort. So I go in commandos a no from me. I'll say, I'll, uh, I'll say it's bros some of the time. You and your, your dinky one. Me and my dinky one. <laughs> wait, let's not, wait, let's not put that out there. <laughs> Let's not put that out there. Let's phone Connie, Rick (laughs) Don't phone her. (laughs) Uh, I'll say bro. I'll go bro with that one. I'm going to say no. No? Okay. No. We got one from J-Dub. We We didn't ask Becky. Oh, she said, oh, okay. I thought you said you didn't want to. I was going to be like. We're abstaining from that. Fair enough. Uh, Jay, he followed your request, and he sent in his bro no through audio, so I'm so gonna is a, play is a, oh, one nice. of our one of our listeners, Jay. He's, a, he's got the best accent in the world. Okay, yeah. So he's a proper country boy from is it Texas? Uh, no, he's from. Oh no, he's gonna kill us. Oh, shit. He's not from Texas. He's from the south, though, isn't he? Definitely from the south. Yeah, yeah. beautiful accent. Here he comes. Oh, oops. What about flavored things that ought not have to be any other flavor other than themselves? <laughs> I mean, you know. I don't mind a cherry coke every now and then, but do we really need mm. lime, <laughs> mango, fucking pomegranate? I just really, I don't think so. That's an offer, man. <laughs> that is okay. every, everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. And yeah. What, what not ought to be. Fla- oh, gee. That was nice. That was fan fucking tastic. Is this on the basis of Iron Brew now bringing out flavored? <gasps> Yeah, we've got a tropical Are they one. really? Yes. A tropical There's... one and an iron brew. Oh, is this an April Fool's joke? No, 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 no. This is a thing. It's, uh, yeah, tropical. I think there's like blueberry or something. Yeah, or some. Ice one cream? of them. Yeah, that's it. Well, I try that. Yeah, but I was kind of like, hmm, don't know, like. Uh, it's a broth from me. Okay. I love a vanilla Coke. I love a cherry Coke. I like a mango or a peach diet Coke. I like a pink S- Lucasade. Soft move. Lucasade done this thing years ago and I actually sent them a DM on Facebook to ask them to bring it back and it was melonade. It was like melon flavoured Lucasade. Oh, and I think that I tried that. That was good. was the bomb yeah. and they ignored my DM. Mm. I it's, it's a bra from me. And not all of them are bra, but I, I do like a wee flavoured. See, I was going to say no, but I do like a cherry Coke. I like a cherry Coke too. Nice. Cherry Coke's nice. grandfathered in, isn't it? Yeah. That's, I think anything after cherry, nah, maybe even Coke. lime, maybe grandfathered And I liked Fiery Iron Brew as well. Oh. Mm. And that's what that Iron Brew energy reminds me of, which is probably why I like it. Mm. Oh. I think the difficulty with me is I'm diabetic, so I can't have Coke. 
at all. So I have to have diet versions, and they never bring it out in the diet version. Oh. There's hardly any. There's, you don't get diet. You know, that's strange. Coke Zero Sugar now. You get Pepsi yeah, Max cherry. Pepsi Max cherry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Seeing I'm that, not for this I'm, whole I'm, thing. I'm, but not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of cherry Pepsi Max. Pepsi Max the, they didn't the get the flavour right at all. I do like a Pepsi Max. Pepsi but Max is the devil. No. I'm going to have to say, bro, I hate to disagree with Big J Dub, especially when he literally made my absolute day with that voice note. It was beautiful. That was absolutely fucking fantastic. I was in Aldi yesterday and they had a strawberry version of, of Coke. Mm. And I immediately was like, Jay, and I was like, nah, no, no need. And I was like, you know what? I'd be curious to try. So, I wouldn't buy a six-pack, like, but I'd be curious I love to try. A lime one as well. That's just, all you need is a bit of rum, and you've got yourself a wee Cuba Libre there. So where do we stop? Let's set, let's set the bar here once and for all. Ice cream. If the Iron Brew ice cream one's wrong, that's out of order. Iron I don't Brew- like a wee fruit infusion I'm quite on board with. Fruit, one year five a day. One year five a day. <laughs> is it vanilla? So we <laughs> with all go, the sugar for the year. We, <laughs> could say, we could say cherry is, that's grandfather. Cherry Coke's been around for ages, right? That's right? OG. We could, that's an OG. That, we'll put that next to cheese Doritos. What about vanilla? Can we put vanilla in I different things? V- vanilla's maybe not an OG, but it's a made man. It's a made man, okay. I reckon that's your lieutenant. Is that it? Is that where we're like, you know, we're cutting it off? See, the selection of things that are that shouldn't be flavoured like that is too big to, to mm. go against just cherry coke on its own or fiery iron brew. I think I'm going to change that. No, I'm with, I'm with Jay on this. Ooh. It's unacceptable. Ooh. We need to stop Ooh, the it. flapper. <laughs> no, we just need to, to narrow Andy's down the selection a bit. Like, even if they take away my flavoured things I like, I'm okay with it for the greater <laughs> good. What I am against I think you're upset with a strawberry coke. That's what happened. Because he said, so, he said pomegranate, and I feel like pomegranate Pomegranate is kind of taking over the world. Oh, oh no, not pomegranate. Passion fruit mm-hmm. seems to be taking over the world. It's like, See, does I, anyone like anything passion fruit? Because I, I don't. I, I don't love, like anything I love passion. Like a, I love, I love stuff. like a tropical, really? like the tropical monster. Yeah, is oh that but, shit is the bottom. Bro, I love like a wee mango juice as well. Hot summer's day, we can a Rubicon. Oh, <laughs> not pat. I like the mango Rubicon. I like them all. Yeah, well, so not that's not fruit. that's not out of order. Is we're talking about things flavored with things. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So, but I remember being in Florida years ago and going to Denny's for breakfast, which is amazing because it's dessert breakfast, oh. pancakes, bacon, syrup, sugar on the top. I just was sorry. I'd be in a coma. Uh, I'm just thinking. I know, you're right? Right? Great. I'm it's actually just, going in a coma just thinking. I was saying, I see your diabetes flaring up as I talk, flaring up. There goes. It was like my diabetes is flaring up today. I can't come into work. What do you want for your drink with my breakfast? I was like, what are you want? She goes, like, Coke or lemonade? I was like, this is a breakfast joint. All right. And I was like, she goes, do you want some vanilla? I was like, yeah. And it was literally just like pouring straight vanilla into my Coke, which oh, just. Oh, man. That makes my teeth hurt. Mm. Even thinking about that. But I was 14, yeah. so it was okay. You know, it was beautiful. I know. I'm going to say bra, but you're a no. I'm a no. You're a no. Uh, but the, I don't know. I think I did say something. I think I? you should know as well. Yeah, I'll I'll go with no because I'm happy with the flavors of of. Phys- I try to stay away from it anyway, Straight but I'm happy the with the flavors of Straight it. Straight in yeah. the big J Dub. Well yeah. done, son. Uh, next up, we have uh, Roddy Badass, Hot Rod, Stereophonics. No one decent song. It's funny Danielle wrote, uh, which is wow underneath. Yeah, she was, she Danielle was actually K. at the Stereophonics at the Hydro yesterday. I seen on um, uh, her Instagram. So I I love the Stereophonics up to when they released Dakota because that was pish. And I tend to draw the line is, is when the original drummer left, when Stuart Cable left the band, that's when they went a bit wanky, leather jackets, nice haircuts. Like Bartender and the Thief, just enough education to perform handbags and the glad rags. That's oh, quality. Handbags and glad rags. Exceptionally good back catalogue. Mm. Mm-hmm. But they did get to a sort of point where it, there was a decline in quality, in my opinion. I don't necessarily agree with that. I just think the songs are still good and maybe just not as memorable as yeah, well, other stuff because, you know, they were a big part of growing up through the late 90s into the 2000s. 
Mm. I, I can't. I can't go against them. They're oh, no, the definitely bro. I don't think I've ever heard a stereophonic song, so I don't. I have to. You probably stay away. have, but aren't aware of it anymore because yeah. they're not as. I don't think they're as big anymore. As oh, because okay. the, I'm the same. I what's their biggest like, song? This, well, like, it's probably well, probably the one that was most sort of commercially big was that Dakota. The version of handbags and the glad rags is. Oh, I guarantee you'll have heard that. Uh, That's probably more popular handbags than, and glad rags. Was it faces Rod Stewart. Uh, Rod Stewart yeah. face. It was there when I. Bartender and the thief is one that never gets skipped in my car. Local it's, boy in the photograph. Ah, uh, and what was that a thousand trees? Honestly, oh. fantastic oh, band. What a voice! Everyone's bro. Oh, what, yeah. what a voice! Oh yeah, I mean, to Charlie be Jones is fantastic. With, with that mm. voice, like, yeah, you, that's you, a, that's you give your right arm for that voice, man. You really uh, would. I get apologies to the hot rod, but that's a big old bro for me. Roddy, like. it's no often I disagree with you, man. Right. I hate to go against you like this, but you're fucking bang out order. Right? <laughs> 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 Never heard of them. <laughs> right, have we got so any else? Did. That's all the ones in the comments. Do we have any on the list, Michael? No, I I, I put mine on there. Why did you link Dinky one in the notes? I just wrote it down. Yeah. It's not even. <laughs> <laughs> Click this link. He's trying to tell <laughs> one of you something. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> I've been checking out your. Pieces. I already got the app, so it's for you. <laughs> Do I have to have a literal deck measuring competition? competition Bro, I've got the Punisher. <laughs> Please wait till I leave if that's going to happen. <laughs> I'll go home. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I don't think we've got much in terms of sports because everything's getting fucking cancelled. Which is which yeah. is crazy. I don't want to talk too much about the coronavirus. You don't want to talk about it. I, got, I feel it's a bit exhausting. Yeah, it's literally the All first I've thing done. on everyone's lips. Listen, there's a million other podcasts and radio shows and YouTubers yeah. and stuff that will talk about it far more sensibly and in depth. And it's one of these things you want to listen to the experts. Don't just fall into the trap of the hype like a lot of people do. Let's let the experts talk about that. But I'm no fucking worried about it. I'm genuinely not. No, that's right. I, I it seems want... like everyone's going to get it anyway, so yeah. it's no. just a matter of time. Yeah. Well, can we talk about the, the toilet paper thing, though? What, 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 why, well, I don't understand. Panic, and the toilet paper and the soap. It's cool. Your hands need to be clean. But if you buy 50 things of hand sanitizer and soap, that doesn't... Nobody else has any. Mm -hmm. So you have to interact with people at and some then, point. As well as that, you're then taking away from people with genuine... And that's what they're saying. The biggest concerns are for, for old people and people with weakened immune systems. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And if you take, if you're a perfectly healthy person and you take all of the hand sanitizer, you're then taking it out of the hands of someone who actually really needs, needs to do, really yeah. needs it. Yeah. It sucks because my parents were supposed to come over at the beginning of April and it's looking more likely that their flight is probably going to be canceled. Mm -hmm. But That's when I was listening today, they were, they're talking like, like more than 10 weeks of like this happening, mm -hmm. like of things being closed and schools being closed. And, mm -hmm. and it's like, oh shit, I didn't know it was, it was going to get that bad, but it's been going on for quite some time. It's like, especially where it started over in China, like they're still, they're probably toward the tail end of it, but it's still an issue there. We've not heard much from Chopsticks recently. I hope she's okay. Uh, oh she's, yeah, I've, I've heard a bit from her, but yeah, she, she's doing she's a bit good. Right. Crazy. Anyway, that's enough coronavirus. Yes, I, I know. Yeah, actually, Mike, you put something really interesting here on the notes, and I actually want to get into this uh -oh. um, thing you put about your daughters at school. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to hear because obviously I don't I want to have... bring the tone down a little bit. Though. No, I'm just, we'll, we'll make fun. So uh, you've all, wait a minute, just this is going to be a really nice in-depth conversation. I think Mike's also made a note that just put says earbud case that made my peen look huge. So okay, yeah. So might as well go to that. So we talk about penises. I feel really bad that we've talked about penis so much, <laughs> and we have. I was drinking as you said that, <laughs> but. It's just, it was just a funny thing that happened. So um, I was speaking with some, I have these earbuds that I got for uh, Christmas that mm. kind of got for me. And they come in like a little tablet sized case. Mm. That's kind of probably about, I don't know, what would you say that is? About four inches? 
you wish. Jeez, oh, I'm getting a lot of penis hate today. Gee, that's about that's like three inches. Three oh. inches, okay. So I had it in my I had it in my pocket, and it was quite deep down, and it could have looked like the edge of the top or the tip of my 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 junk, right? <laughs> So I was standing and somebody, a lady I work with was sitting and I was talking and I kept seeing her kind of glance down, like keep looking down. I was like, what, what, what's going on with her? So then I walked and was going to the bathroom and I was, and then I you know, get to the store and I looked down and I see this shape down my thigh and I was kind of like, oh, oh yeah. she thinks the bad boy's packing heat. Bravo. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Guess who doesn't need to sign up for Dinky One, baby? You know the deal. <laughs> He's absolutely scooped man of the match again. What oh, training mate. regime you've been no. on, mate? But, you've, <laughs> but you know what? I didn't correct. I didn't go back and say, oh, I, just in case you were wondering, I was like, no, I'm just I'm going to let that rumor, no, I'm going to let that spread like coronavirus around the office. <laughs> just in case you were I wondering. I totally touched on this in the Patreon last week. There was a rumor started about me at the work, and I completely let that rumor run. There you go. I don't want to correct anybody. So, sometimes you just got to let it go. Saying that I, I, when I uploaded that video of me working out the other day, Vicky Small did say she was going to report it for inappropriate content because apparently the angle was fairly focused on the. Hey. Get yourself. Well, it was Matt taking the video, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, was. oh, Well, we knew that was going <laughs> <laughs> That was the fluffing. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Let's go into this actual conversation piece that we were mentioning beforehand. So. Yeah, so um, my, my youngest daughter, she's she came home, I don't know, it must have been like a week or, a week or two ago, and she said that some, some boy had said some racist things to her. And I was like, oh, all right. It, it, it didn't seem that bad at the time. Mm-hmm. And then it happened again in school. And then the, the kid was like, oh, you, you came out of your mom wrong. You're a freak or something like that. And I was like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, like, shit. And it, I think he called it like a black shit or something oh, like that. God. And I was like, oh, that's, that's no good. That, it's not mm. good at all. So she's quite a resilient little girl anyway. Mm. You know what I mean? Like she, not, nothing really bothers her. My oldest daughter is quite sensitive and things yeah. really fuck with her. But my youngest daughter, she's quite resilient. So this this was on the Friday that we heard about this. And then we had parent night on Tuesday. So we were like, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to the school then. I was like, look, just avoid the kid until then. And then I'm going to go cause hell when I go in there mm-hmm. on Tuesday. So then now comes Sunday. She was with me on Saturday. She was cool. And then comes Sunday. The, and then her mom calls me up. She's like, oh, Sienna's not feeling well. So the first thing you think is coronavirus. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, something's going on. And she's like, oh, she's not breathing well. Blah, blah, blah. So when we get there... Like she's actually like in tears and she's actually having like a panic attack because of this thinking about going to school the next day. And I was like, oh, that's so, that's so fucked up that she's had to put through this. So now I'm fucking raging now. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm really want to go to the school and I want to tear someone's head off. Um, so it turns out that I don't know, maybe you might have to bleep this out because I don't know who listens to this, but like the kid has problems mm-hmm. who said it to her so then you kind of take a step back and you're kind of like all right i don't i don't know how to kind of feel about this now mm-hmm. because i he shouldn't be saying this and w- once his parents found out they were totally mortified and then they they made sure that they told the school to make sure to tell us that he's not uh you know he doesn't learn the same way as other children mm-hmm. and it turns out they're kind of they're friends in school too we found out that they do things in school together and you know they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. quite cool they're quite pally my daughter and this kid but i was thinking like how I didn't really know how to feel about it. You mm. know what I mean? I was so super conflicted because you want to go in there. When someone makes your daughter, we had to call an ambulance for it because we didn't know what was going on. And when someone makes your daughter feel that shit, mm. you want to go and rip someone's head off. But oh, then when yeah. you hear something about it, you're kind of like, now I got to take this anger and I got to put it someplace else. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> She's going to heat ball off. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like, I, I didn't, I tried to approach it in a good way where it was like, 
unfortunately, you know, you know, my grandparents have experienced racism. My parents have experienced racism. I've experienced racism. And I was like, I didn't think that you were going to experience racism at this age. Mm. And I was like, unfortunately, it's probably not going to be the last time. I was going to say, is it, is it quite a daunting thing? It's, well, not wouldn't be for for being a black parent. Is yeah. it something you you, you kind of have to prepare for? Well, unfortunately, is that is it something that's uh? It was fun. It's funny that you say that because I remember when the whole thing happened with. Uh, do you remember the Trayvon Martin thing where he got killed by the guy and the, he ended up getting off because it was a stand your ground law and thing? And people were like, "Oh, how, how do we got to speak to our parents?" I was like, "What the fuck? How do you got to speak to our kids?" I was like, "The fuck you got to speak to your kids about? Like, mm. you don't have to say anything." And now it's like I kind of realize what that feeling was. Kind of like maybe you should kind of tell your kids like, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> someone may say something bad to you," and. I kind of told her, like, you got to take the high road mm. in these instances. Because my oldest daughter was like, are there any racist terms for white people? And I was like, look, there probably are. There's but a, it would be wrong for me to share these with you. I was like, you'll hear them. Tom Segura does a really good bit because he's talking about, like, words you can't say anymore. Yeah. And he goes, I'll tell you what you can say. White racial slurs. <laughs> no one gives a fuck. And it's an absolutely yeah. hilarious bit. And it was funny. And then she was like, um, she's... And then we started talking about the N-word. And then she was like, well, is it okay to say the N-word? And I was like, no. And then she's like, well, sometimes in the... I was like, yeah, I know, I understand. And and I try and keep that music away from, from her anyway. But I was like, I understand. And sometimes people who are black may share those words with each other. They may say that, but it's a term of endearment. And she was like... And it was weird having to explain it to her because she was like, term of endearment? She was like, what does that mean? I was like, you know, sometimes how I call you like pudding or something like that. She was like... So wait, that bad word is the same as you calling me to say, and I was like, yes, it is. It. It's the, but yeah, it's the meaning behind it that, and I was like, look, I don't say it. And the reason why I don't say it is because I don't think anybody should say it. And that's all you really well, need to know. It's one of those parental quandaries, not so much, but Rayleigh the other day came home and he'd got his pal in trouble because his pal had nicked something for the book club. Yeah. And Rayleigh had said to the teacher about it. I was like, eh, eh. Gas. No, nah, but that's what I said to him. I was, I was like, I was like, I was like I was, he's like, what's the matter? I was like, you've put me in a real parental quandary. I goes, why? I goes, because I'd have rather don't be a dick, put it back. Yeah. But don't grass on him. But he did do that, and then his pal, oh, he blew put his name, actually. I probably shouldn't have said the kid's name. Shit. But, like, it's the one of those parental things. It's the way to explain it. Like, didn't he be a grass, but at the same time, I understand why you think you did the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I suppose the English language is confusing as well because I call my pals cunts all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I was yeah. going to say, it depends yeah. what you're giving it with. I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Any yeah. word could be a bad word if you say it with the right intent. That's like, true. Yeah. At the end of the day, but yeah. Yeah, certain words that are. The, the, it's the, yeah, the, the intention behind it. Yeah. And I suppose as well, the, the N word itself, because like you say, considering how it is used in sort of like music, especially. Yeah. Or like in just like colloquial terms and films and stuff mm -hmm. like that, it must be a really difficult one to say that, yes, that word has a fucking multitude of horrific yeah where, I could it, where it was originated and stuff but also now it's sort of been claimed back uh, yeah I could imagine and it was kind of the same from for my daughter when she was asking these questions for someone who listens to hip hop and maybe in another country listening to it, they that's just part of the lyrics. And then if they were to be, let's say, in America or even here and say it, they're kind of like, they can genuinely be ignorant about it and be like, I, I don't well, know, Russia, why are you... Russia or one Jackie Chan goes, yeah. what's up? My, <laughs> yeah. Charlie, that type of thing. What'd you say? <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was just a, a, a teaching moment. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to. Sh I don't want them to see me getting super angry about it because I want them to take the high road. But I was, I was fucking annoyed. But there's not much that you can do. And it was just... 
I want to talk about it because there's a, a kind of a conflict of feelings there. You're kind of like, mm. I feel bad for the kid. I feel bad for anyone who's racist, really. One, one, one thing I'm bad about is losing my temper when people, like, someone would try to cross the road that Morrison's walking along a zebra crossing. Yeah. And a guy on a motorbike was just trundling along. And as we stepped onto the zebra crossing, he just fucking just powered through. And I lost my fucking head. And I was sitting with Riley at my side. I was like, fuck, Jane, you're... And then I sort of just realized, Riley looked at me. I was like, right, Dad shouldn't have swore at the band. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. Well, he did good. I, I can't even imagine what that situation would be like. like. I've seen Riley get upset about things, but yeah, it would be another thing entirely. Because sometimes kids are just pricks, but like, and they some, are. Yeah, but for someone to be, <laughs> for, but for some, to actually try and explain the concept of racism to a child would be yeah. fucking. And but and, that, and I feel uncomfortable saying racism because yeah, obviously I'm, the kid doesn't know what yeah, he's saying, suppose, but you don't know that at the time. I suppose you've got to explain the whole concept of it anyway, because unfortunately, at some point or another, it's more than likely that something may be said. Yeah. And you kind of have to prepare them for it. You do. And, and, and I've realized that. Truth. Yeah, I, I realized that this weekend that they, they do need to be prepared. There's going to be another time where I probably in a couple of years I'm going to have to say, hey, this may happen again. And mm -hmm. please come tell me and I'll. It's a shame that it. even happens. It Nowadays, is. really, when you think about it, like you're saying, obviously, you've experienced it, your parents, your grandparents. Yeah. It's like you would have thought by now, like 2020. Let's, on, let's move on from here. Yes, that's annoying. Alex said, let's not get into the politics side of things anyway. But yeah. That's a shitty situation, so I, I'm I'm proud of you. Are you proud of me? I'm Thank proud you. Of you, man. No, you did really, like, I, it would have been very easy for you to go into the school All guns, guns blazing. blazing and fucking lose your heat. No. So, I, I think what, what made me take a step back to is just what it is on social media now where you read a headline, you're like, what the fuck? But then and then two days later, I was like, oh, that's I think as well as that, happened, it was good huh? that you did take, you, once you got different information, you didn't continue your, your no. anger. Do you know what I mean? Which is, can be, people can be guilty of that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember there was a, there was a thing on... Um, Twitter, and it was some young kid um, who had autism, I'm sure, and he's seen a woman in, like, traditional African dress, and he was really excited because she th he thought she was from Black Panther. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And some people were like, ah, that's going to race into this, like, and a lot of people were like, well, no, he's a kid. Yeah. Plus, the fact of the matter is that he wasn't staring at her thinking, why the fuck is that woman dressed weird? He thought she was some sort of superhero. It's definitely because, racism. Yeah, it's probably envious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn it, I wish I was black. You know, I wish I could put a that's hat what like we, you. That's what I was telling her. I was like, look, first of all, I don't want to say this to you, but all these same boys that I said something to you are going to be looking for you in a couple of years, and I'm going to have to beat them all away. And all the girls are going to, are going to be in a tanning salon soon, you know, yeah. trying to get the same shade as you. Plus, so. you can automatically dance better than they guys. <laughs> that's not true. And I've seen you dance. Yeah, I'm terrible. But then we started talking about how, about like mixed, the term mixed race. And you wouldn't really refer to someone as mixed race if they weren't black, or maybe that's just me. Is that true? Like, if someone was like, let's say, Chinese and Scottish, you wouldn't. Would you say refer to them as mixed race? No, no, I you wouldn't. Know, you know, you're right. And I, I was like, no, I wouldn't. And I was like, that's weird. How it only really pertains to black and white or black and something, yeah. really. But then as well as that, it's, it's a term you don't often hear anymore. It's one that was maybe not. I use the term politically correct, but it's like one of the ones that sort of maybe fallen by the wayside in the last like ten years. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's just not something you. It's like when somebody was like, ah, I'm gonna. Tea. You don't yeah. really hear people saying that anymore. No. Do you mean so? I know. Yeah, me that's too. That's what I mean. Yeah, but like, in terms, like, please make sure everyone you listen to this entire episode get the context of that. We're going to snip oh, that out and put it on Facebook. For example, do you know what I mean? We're racking up the beeps from here, boys. Sorry. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 those are the type of things that have fallen by the wayside as people have become more educated and a little bit more sensitive. And yeah. Things that people probably didn't mean as offensive, but at the same time, they never bother to check if they were being offensive. 
I try to educate because I know there are there are things that certain people feel comfortable with and certain people don't. So if mm. I know if I hear something that someone says in front of me, like having to do with black people, and I know that it's not politically correct or that it may be offensive to some people, I'll say, look, I don't find that offensive, or I may find that offensive, but like maybe you shouldn't say that term. Yeah. Maybe you should use this term instead of that. Yeah. And then people go, oh, is that is that offensive? And then you get, you get the whole, I'm not racist thing. I'm like, I know you're not racist. I know yeah. it's fine. I'm just just this we is worked a alongside this each is other a, for 12 years. It's this, cool. This is a learning moment. So, yes, yeah. it's a learning moment. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck mm-hmm. right, I. Cool. I think as well, like the, the parent of the child who had said, you know, comments to your daughter as well. They've now got to have a learning experience with their child because it is that thing of just yes. ignorance, really. Yeah. Of not have, have they, have they not said in a bad way, but yeah. generally yeah. the, yeah. the, the definition of ignorance, they yeah. just don't know. They don't yeah. know. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know, the other parents probably thinking the same thing of going, yeah. how am I going to deal with this? This is awful. Like, I feel terrible. And, and it was good to hear that and not hear like, oh, back well, on the boat when I came. It's good that you feel comfortable enough to say this. It was like sort of mentioned about your sister when she was on the show. Like when she was talking about the LGBT, LGBTQ community, she said, if you've got a question, ask. A lot of things is people don't and are ignorant and yeah. are maybe scared to learn more. So it's if you ask the question. Yeah, we start, we because we, it was my daughter's birthday yesterday and we started talking about this, like all, all the family and someone was like, oh, I don't like how people like to be called by their whatever they want to identify as. And I was like, because if I get it wrong, they're going to be angry. And I was like, no, they won't. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'll 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 check you on it and they'll say, no, I want to be ch- I want to be referred to as this. But I don't think anyone will be like, oh, for fuck's sake, I just met this guy and he's not he's not calling me he or she or whatever yeah. they want to be identified by. It doesn't work that way. People just want you to, to be able to be who they be are. Respectful. So, That's yeah, all so people if, want. If it takes you to go, I he, so I actually want to be identified. So all right, cool. She. That's the majority of how it will go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if you have a question, ask. Yeah. Yeah. I hate beep this out, but um, the worst thing they can actually do is not pull you up on it. Because as well as that, you, you you then worry that do they feel? Yeah, you know what I mean, are they just not confident? So yeah, I can understand, but the, yeah, I understand why that would. But that's like the whole thing. Like I read something about people getting upset where people say, "Hey guys," on YouTube. You know, everyone, all YouTubers go, "Hey guys, I mean, it's Mike." I'm trying to all my. I call all my friends sweetheart from time to time. <laughs> so is it, is it, is it, I actually a, like it. It makes yeah. me feel nice and comfortable. All right, sweetness. I give my pals cuddles and kisses. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 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 Well, I, feel, I feel for Andy. I'm like, I know Andy's not like that anyway. Like, he's just praying on your mind. We finished up an episode weeks and weeks ago, and oh, I said yeah. something. And, and Jordan was like, uh, I can't remember what it was that was said, but I was like, you're making me sound like I said something yeah. recently, and I felt fucking terrible. I was like, uh, Mike's going to leave you, and he's going to be like, fuck Andy, man. <laughs> yeah, because I was exactly, because I text Mike the next day, I was like, I'm really sorry. I was like, man, I don't give a fuck. I was, like, I, I was like, I knew you'd be bothered about this. Yes. <laughs> I was like, it's it's fine. I was like, we do, we've done a podcast for three years. I know you aren't racist. <laughs> it's just yeah. the way that it played out, just like yeah. in a split uh, yeah, second, was, everybody's was, dead sat there like, it was a little okay, awkward for a minute. We were like, we had to like cut about five minutes. <laughs> if you can listen back to the episode, you can literally hear a sentence go, and then anybody goes, right, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Were we drinking that night? I think you two I were drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you two were drinking. Yeah. I was driving that night. Heavy sesh. Right, well, we jump in a bit of watching and listening to? Yes. yes. Boosh. I've got to pee real quick. Oh, you're not singing the theme tune this week. Have we been watching and listening to this week? Brilliant. I don't need that. That's my second audition there. there. (laughs) I got a call. I got a call back. That's your call back. (laughs) (laughs) You're through the judges' houses. (laughs) I'm sorry, Mike. We're not going (laughs) to. Cool. It's all good. I was prepping for more coronavirus talk. 
People don't need that. I know. People you want to get away from it. Yeah, yeah. We should be their haven. Although I'm joking about saying, you know, I'm no bothered about that. I'm like not bothered if I get it. I'm not scared of it. You know, I'll still go at my work, but obviously I don't want to then get it and be mm. blasé about it and unknowingly then infect all of Bridge mm. of Iron. Well, somebody from good. the place that shall not be named, uh, from what I hear, was sent away because he was exhibiting symptoms of the, this is not here this is in you need to be missing a fucking limb to get sent in from that <laughs> no, place man right. fucking hell it's getting bad there but um this is not in scotland this is in england right. and uh on his way home went to like oh no he got sent home and then they said everybody else who was around him you need to go home too and some of the other people went to like four different areas like four different offices mm. And I was like, you fucking stupid. I told you to go home. Yeah, go so now home. those places got shut down. They had to deep clean all of those areas. Yeah. So it's only a matter it's of time before that place is... Do not press A. Do not pass go. Yeah. <laughs> Just get out. It'd be pretty crazy, though, if like everybody's like, right, that's all the schools and that shut down. Because there's so many people that have got jobs who perhaps won't get paid if they get yep. sick or then have to go and look after their yeah. kids. Yeah. And yeah. might not have a grandparent to pop the kids off to uh, three yeah. weeks, man. You know, they're talking about Easter holidays coming up. They're like, talking about till summer, like possibly mm. for these kids. And yeah. I'm lucky enough where I, I can work from home, but I might have to drag my kids into work with me every couple of days <laughs> just so uh, I can do a couple of things. It's crazy. It is so crazy what's happening now. I'm just getting sick of having the same conversation every day. I was saying that's Jordan on the way here. I go into the kitchen and there's like, you know, random different members of staff every day. But you go in and it's like, they're washing their hands. and like, oh, that's me. That's me again. That's the fifth time in the day I'm doing my hands because you know coronavirus. And I'm like, <laughs> I am sick to death of hearing about this now. I could honestly never hear about it again. Uh, I feel like I've had it already and it's gone. Like, I, feel I just like feel like it's, it's, the, my it's whole problem with it is the fact that it's, there's so much being said, but nothing's actually being said. I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like how everything's being closed down. They're like, well, what can we do to protect ourselves? And they go, well, if you get some soap and water and just put it on your hands, that'll, uh, you know, that'll keep you. And it's like, well, is that all you got? Yeah. That, I've been doing that for, since I was four. So, you know. Don't forget to sing the national anthem as you wash your hands. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I'll be singing from nothing. <laughs> and you're singing that. Right, Connor. Apparently, if you, could, if you could hold your breath for 10 seconds without coughing, that is the reason. If you can't I've do been smoking that, 15 a day since I was 12. So no. I don't know. If you struggle to do it, you might have something because it's all in your chest. Right, well, we all oh. go to the big thing. You take a draw first, hold that in for <laughs> 10 seconds. That, that, makes, that makes for poor pot. Better two talk killer, right? All right, watching and listening. Watching and listening. Who's so kicking us off? Uh, I'll get a jump in. I've got shit written down this week. Uh, we have one in common. Okay. Love is blind. <gasps> Love is blind. Yeah. yeah. All right. So how how did you stumble upon Love is Blind, and what were your initial thoughts? Well, I don't know. I, I just saw it and I thought mm, this could be interesting. Reading the wee kind of blurb of it yeah. about, it, I was like, oh, okay, you've you've piqued my interest. And then I thought I'd seen on Twitter people were like, this is dreadful. That's and what then got I was me. like half dreadful, half amazing. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna watch this ironically, just to take the mick out of all of them. And then there it was, four episodes later, still like, I'm in. I'm so invested. That's Mike like, every time a new reality TV yep, show pops up. That's me. But I'm even, not a huge reality he, person. He doesn't but, even oh. pretend anymore. No, I don't. I got a real cringy one on here too this week. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, I guess I'll start off then. All right, go for it. Uh, yeah, so Love is Blind. Yep. Um, uh, Connie put this one on. It wasn't me. Mm-hmm. We watched like the first like ep- two episodes and I was like, I cannot do this. Once I saw they were dating, have you, do you know what the premise of the show yeah, is? Yeah, no, they can get married or some shit. Yeah, like. so they date, they don't see each other and they're on either side of a wall and they, they talk and talk and then eventually they propose and then they get married and they show life afterwards and then they have to say I do or I don't. They don't mm. see each other until after they've proposed. Yes. Oh, so you propose through the wall and then yeah. you get revealed 
and then you'd get married after that. You have three weeks or something. Yeah, holiday and stuff. So yeah. you must have to come up with a pretty elaborate kind of sounding proposal or something. What makes somebody say yes? Well, they do a lot of talking. Yeah. Um, through the wall. Yeah. I mean, that's Apparently pretty much it. Apparently, you have to it. talk for like sixteen hours a day, though. Apparently, that's the premise of it. That you only see like that they've only spoken twice. Yeah. In the thing, but actually, they're talking to all these different people for sixteen hours a day to get to know them. And I was like, ugh. It's crazy. No. I mean, yeah. And I turned it off and then I like you, I was on Twitter and I, I just saw a couple of memes about it and I was laughing my ass. I was like, oh, I'll give this another shot. And I started watching it again and I was like, oh man, I'm hooked. But, yeah, then you can't I'm stop. completely my, hooked. <laughs> my main problem with the program is though, like none of them are munters. Like they're all I know. They are good looking people. And yeah. like the men not so much. But the females are all <laughs> so like they're model like qualities. And I'm like, yeah. No, like what you want to do is fall in love with their personality and then find out that they're not. Well, you got to sprinkle a Shrek in there. Like, yeah. Chocolate that you stole in the door. That'd be absolutely amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if they, all the reveals were like, oh my God, they're so beautiful. And then like they would run and it was all amazing. And I was just like, no, you want one to open and just go, oh no. Yeah. Oh, I've made a grave error. <laughs> like there wasn't that. That was my one bad thing about that. What are you program. giving it banana wise? Uh, I'll give it a, I'll give it a six and a half. Six and What's a half. What's this out of? A set of 10 bananas. Why bananas? Because it's monkey sword for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know what I'm getting into. I'd say seven. Oh, seven, okay. Yeah, okay I've yeah. not watched the, the follow-up episode yet, so that could have gone up. Oh, oh check that out. I've seen it. I won't give you any spoilers. I don't know if I could be asked for like, having to do all the chat and that. I'd be like, you know, just message instead. <laughs> <laughs> give her a phone, a new, I'll text her. There's a new reality TV show. Two people text, and at the end of a week's worth of texting, you have to. It's like Love is Blind, but with texting. Ooh, what about like nay scuddies though nay scuddies what about doing that on social media like what about you follow two accounts and then you can see how they talk to each other is that not what the circle is is it not one oh yeah like kind of yeah kind of like one. you're right you're right you guys, these guys are invested in these kind of yeah. shows yeah. I don't watch that one but is that I don't watch you're right. a lot of reality TV but is that the, that's but the that's circle <laughs> no but there's one that you can catfish the people and it was like some random famous person but they said they were a female that was yes and it turned yeah. out they weren't and they were yeah, I talked bizarre. about the circle. I got abuse for the circle on here. Yeah, you, oh. you get abuse for a lot. Of I do. For you. I'm going <laughs> to get abuse for another one here. A show called Cheer on Netflix. <gasps> oh, the, the, I talked <laughs> about this. It's fucking brilliant. Oh, did you see oh, it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We did talk about so it good. on the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All I don't right, know if right. I actually finished, but I watched the first five or six episodes. It is basically I'm like what was the football it? show with the? Uh, it was like uh, it was the last the chance you. Last chance you. It's basically like that for cheerleaders. That show was crazy, man. Man, you came for a pair of thighs, like. <laughs> I like the I like the the pale blonde girl who was always in the fights. Oh yeah, she's right. Yeah. She yeah, like, she she's crazy. She always looks like baked her tits. So she didn't need mad flips, and she's like twenty foot in the air spinning. She's like, yeah. yeah, I like her swag. She was like, it's just girls that don't like me for some reason. I was like, oh, I know why. Because you talk that shit. That's why they don't like you. Uh, Who's Jerry? Jerry, the guy. Jerry, love Jerry. Oh, I'm yes. Jerry. I just want him to follow me around. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, I, Jerry could, do, I could do with him just being like my like my hype man for yeah. day to day. Talking yeah. me, to, just shouting me through these conference calls that I'm on all the Maybe time. Maybe we should give a little background. So Cheer is about a, it's a junior college, yeah. and it's like the best cheerleading squad of a junior college, mm. or any college, I think, yeah. in, in, the, in the United States. Mm. And they've won, like, I think, 13 championships in a row. And it just mm. shows the amount of work that goes into it and the the abuse that they put their bodies mm. through. And it was, it was so many parallels to Last Chance You, mm. where it was like, yeah, I'm studying, but like, but what I'm really here for is to fucking do cheerleading. I'm really doing and this. Like, yeah. the, the stuff they put their bodies through is insane. Yeah. yeah. Insane. Like, the, there's, they film one absolute fall. With the lassie fucks her ankle up. Oh, yeah. And oh man, she hits that ground hard. Yeah. Because when they fling them up, they want to be about 20 feet in the air. 
mm-hmm. and then they're just fucking getting caught. But yeah. you know what? They, they didn't look at the guys. Because sometimes the girls were coming down and their ankles and feet were hitting the guys in the heads and they're walking away holding their heads. And I was like, this guy's just, he's, he's yeah. probably concussed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got to go check him out yeah. too. It's fucking yeah. nuts. But uh, I'll give that an eight. Yeah. Thought strong. it was good. Yeah. It was strong. Very strong. Strong, Andy's strong a, show. Andy never agrees with anything above a six rating. <laughs> I think you would like it just because of the, the amount of grit that they, you wouldn't think that cheerleaders had grit. They got it. I don't think that's for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Check out one episode. And last one, uh, Jada Kiss album, Ignatius. Very, very good. I give that a seven. Nice. Very good. Yeah. Solid. Becky? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yes. The floor is yours. What I'm watching or listening to. Yes. yes. Or reading um, just any sort of medium that media that you're taking I, in. I read scripts. <laughs> That's all I do. Um, no. What What am I watching just now? Other than I've just finished Love Is Blind. I'm obsessed with murder programs. Um, although we did start watching the one, The Trials of. Aaron Hernandez. No, not, not Aaron no. Hernandez. No. The Fernandez kids. Yeah. Uh, oh, Gabriel right. Fernandez. Gabriel. Yeah. And we got to the third episode and literally was sobbing my heart out. So we had to stop watching that one. Yeah, I can't, I can't bring myself to even so turn it on. If you've got kids, I think it'd be even harder. But like, oh, just It's tough to watch. Yeah I, can, yeah, I don't know how you got through it. Like, it was genuinely brutal, I, I want brutal, to watch brutal, the rest of it because I need to know what happened to them. But I just, I remember it in the news at the time when it happened. And I'm kind of obsessed with these true crime things. And I yeah. thought I'd be okay watching it. I was like, no, I'm, I'm a pretty strong person. I'll, okay. No, no. Three episodes and I was just sobbing my heart yeah, out. And I just tough. couldn't cope. So that wasn't a nice one. That yeah. wasn't a nice cheer or a love is blind. But um, things like making a murder, things like that are my my go to. Yeah. For this, it's a woman thing. Women love mm-hmm. serial killer stuff. Yeah. And I know that is a sweeping generalization, but I, I have found it to be very true. It's tough into it, yeah. 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 Loves yeah. that shit. Yeah. I we like, we from, like a bad boy. No, my, cr- <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. From my, from my, That's bad. Yeah. One, one year for my ex's Christmas, I bought all these presents, and the one present she was obsessed with was this 20 quid. Box set. I got about like six different documentaries on serial killers, and she was buzzing. Man, and I was raging. I think it's so that we know what to look for. I think that's what it is. You're teaching yourself. <laughs> what are the signs? That's fair. Men are awful. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. We are. Uh, anything else? I can't think of anything else I'm watching. Can't remember what I wrote. Listening to. Oh yeah. Just musical songs. Mu- yeah, I'm listening to a lot of cast recording at the moment. Um, but generally, I don't really listen to a lot of new stuff. I'm obsessed with Dua Lipa at the moment. Her physical, like the new physical song, is amazing. Um, Beyonce is always on your playlist. Beyonce is always Level on B. my playlist. Uh, literally every day. It doesn't matter. And, and Lady Gaga, between the two of them, I can just flip between, and it's quite happy. Although Lady Gaga's new song's quite good, but it's kind of gone back. Like she sounds like she did at the start. Like the ball kind of Lady Gaga, okay. yeah. Yeah, I'm like mm, going back to your roots there. Fair. I enjoy it. Nice. Yeah, that's it. Pretty nice. boring in that respect. Ah, wait till we get Andy. Well, he, <laughs> he just makes his tunes and plays FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that's oh. not quite true. I watched The Punisher this week, didn't I? Did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you just looked at your piece. Uh, <laughs> I'll just jump in because I've not yeah. got much like I was. Uh, just so you know, I don't watch TV. I don't have any way to watch TV other than my laptop. I just, I don't have time for it. Um, but music-wise, we've been listening to some West Side Gun this week. Hey. Been listening to some Jay Diller. Been listening to a lot of Benny the Butcher this week. You've been, like, you've been listening to him for Butcher. a few weeks in a row. Honestly, I think Benny's like one of the, him and Rock Marciano are like the two best MCs. It's a good going. feeling with Benny and all that whole uh, Griselda crew. Yeah, it's a good like, feeling now. I, I always think like Conway, Conway the Machine's like really grimy, but Benny's like the best lyricist. And then obviously you've got Westside Gun. He's just like the fly god, isn't he? Conway's yeah. the guy with the messed up face, though, right? Yeah, yeah oh, Conway's sure. my favorite. Yeah, yeah, he's dope. So yeah, better that. Been listening to. More <laughs> Or uh, Alchemist and Boldy James this week. 
uh, which has been pretty good. I've got a new game. I was playing Pro Evolution Soccer this week. Oh, shit. Told FIFA, I took FIFA and I was just like, do you know what? I'm kind of needing a break from this last mm, minute. Rocking Pro Evo. Pro Evo. Yeah, it's all right. I'll give it five bananas. It's all right. It's got like an ultimate team kind of thing, but it's not. It's I've not never been a fan of Pro Evo. It's not as good. Uh, what else have you been listening? I've been listening to some Steely Dan this week. Steely Dan? Yeah, I've been listening to some Jesse's uh, UK hip-hop uh, MC producer, quite an old school guy. He's like considered like one of the sort of main founders of underground UK hip hop, particularly that boom bap style. So I've been listening a bit of Jess this week. I'm just having a quick scroll. Um, a little bit of Joe Rogan actually this week as well. I was watching that one with the disease expert that was on. Oh, that's been flying around a bit. Yeah, I, can, I, uh, I was watching that. Oh, I, got, I want to check that out. Um, and I think for me, that's pretty much it. Did I say a little bit of Jay Dilla this week? Yeah. Got to have a little Jay Dilla in your week. Um, and just skimming this, no, it doesn't look like much else. Had a lot of sessions on this week, so mixing a lot of tunes. Had SE Universal back in, he was in today. Um, more stuff with Gordy Duncan or Gyro Babies, that kind of thing. Uh, and yeah, that's been pretty much my week. Watched nothing as per. I've actually <laughs> read nothing either. So, well, I've uh, I finally finished the Preacher books I talked about last week. So I've started watching the TV series with uh, Dominic Cooper and Joseph Gilgan. He was the guy from This Is England and Misfits. Great. So far, it's brilliant. There's four series, so started that. I rewatched Daredevil season two. Fucking fantastic. Again, I did actually watch The Punisher, so <laughs> very good series. Um, I think I'll give I'll give that a seven. Cause, actually, no, I'll give it a six, because it was the strongest of all the Marvel TV series, but they were all quite poor. Uh, <laughs> I went to see Parasite in the cinema. The, oh, the one from the best picture. <laughs> My mate asked me for a spoiler-free review, and all I could come up with is, if, if you've watched a lot of Korean films, it's Korean as fuck. Like, it's... I haven't seen any Korean no. really good, Really good story, looks fantastic, acted out really well, the ending is fucking moik. Like, and that's, that's, that's just stereotypical. Like, is it a comedy? It's funny, in parts. It's a thriller. It's a crime. It's a bit of a whodunit. It's... A bit of a rampage at the end. I'm it's, sold. Yeah, it's, it. I'm in. You know what I mean? It's, I, it, I didn't think it was best picture, but then I'm never big on the Oscar films. I always find them a bit wanky. But for an Oscar film, I really enjoyed it. I'll give that a 6 out of 10 as well. Um, it was just nice to see something a bit different. I was I had a lot of bits of Korean culture and talked a lot about the class scheme over there and that, so very good. Um, and then another Korean film, which is actually one of my favourite films of all time, is it called uh, Train to Busan. And it's oh, a, I've it's, heard it's, about a, this. it's a Korean yeah. zombie film, and it is fucking sensational. Oh. Like I could watch that back to back, non-stop. Cast are brilliant. It's a zombie film set on a train, so it's, it's tense as fuck. Do you know what I mean? It's heartbreaking at points. It's really well, like really well acted. So that gets a nine point five for me because it is genuinely one of my favorite wow. films of all time. Wow. Um, if you haven't seen it, like you like, say, you forget it's got subtitles, but if you can check it out, check it. Out. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Fucking sensational! Like we watched it with uh, with Matt and, and Vicky the other day, and Vicky hates horror and zombie films and all that type of shit, and she fucking loved it. Mm. I was going to say I'd be out on the the zombie thing. That's where you lost me. I was like, no, no, but it's, it's <laughs> but the bits of it are gory, but like for the storyline, it's so fucking good. Mm. Um, I've been listening to Rakes a Doja Cat this week. Music to get erections to, man. That stuff is. 
That's hot. Penis chat. That's that's hot. Episode, did man. you not mention her last week? I did, man. And I, can't, I said yeah. to you, I watched I her on Kenny Beats I on can't YouTube. Get, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a verse right at the end of a song called Rules, and she's, it sounds fucking fantastic, man. She's got really good flow on her. She just overtook Nicki Minaj this week to become Cardi the number one. Uh, yeah. Cardi B, sorry, yeah. to be the... Number two. Ooh, Cardi number, B's kind of falling off. Number, number, number two uh, on female rapper on... Uh, yeah, she's fantastic, so check her out. Not like a whole, can't listen to the whole album, but there's some absolute bangers on there. So, uh, but aye, that's me for the week, I believe. Qu- uh, quickly before we go, I wanted to ask you. I was going to ask you in on our group chat, but I figured for now. Have you heard what's going on with Meg The Stallion and her contract? Uh, yeah, she's wanting to get out of her contract. Um, I didn't read too much into it, but everybody was like, "Well, it was kind of your fault." For yeah, saying that. Contract. Oh, I was going to ask you if you had any about it. any kind of creator views on that. Do you think she's entitled to kind of renegotiate, or do no, you think it's kind of like she signed a legally binding contract? She should have got decent representation and yeah. a proper lawyer to read over that shit and explain to her what the fuck she was signing for. <laughs> I can't have any sympathy if you sign the contract and you don't know what you're signing. I I just can't. All right, I'm sure. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. That's what it is. Right. Well, that'll be us for another week. So thank you very much to Becky for coming on. Do you want to give us the details of the show again, please? Again? Yeah. Um, yeah, so The Wedding Singer musical is on in Perth Theatre from the 7th to the 11th of April with a matinee performance on the Saturday. Oh, I shit. Hey, well. nice wee matinee. Mm-hmm. I was say better than Claire. Just because she's here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, round of applause. Okay. Sorry. Thanks. Sorry, Claire. <laughs> uh, right, thank you very much for listening, liking, and subscribing. You can find us on Facebook and Podbean, Monkey Sword Fight Podcast, as well as iTunes. Leave us a little review, leave us some comments, leave us some feedback. Please um, do. Yeah. Uh, we should also say this episode is brought to you by right. Stevie Max Skate School. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be great to get your kids into the skate school because we need to get them off their mobiles, their tablets, Xboxes. We've got to get them outdoors. Some of the best memories of my teenage years were spent down the skate park with my pals. On skateboards, on bikes, just out and about. Just not scooters. No scooters. No scooters, no. Uh, But it's good. If your kids aren't interested in football or rugby or anything, get them down to the skate park. Stephen Matt will take good care of them. Uh, Plus, he's donating all the proceeds to Skate Pal. Um, like I mentioned before, the nonprofit organization that works with communities throughout Palestine to... uh, This is a young, free and single man who's given up his Saturday and Sunday mornings to teach children something new so, children or adults, or adults all yeah. ages can go we keep saying children because i think it's good for children but if you're an adult you want to go everyone should meet stevie mark at least once yeah everybody you should uh, i am on well, twitter. and follow him on facebook yeah that is right <laughs> i am on twitter at wagwan patrice i am also on twitter at underscore m dots i'm still there at macapella do you give it any social media details or you don't have to. Yeah. I can't remember our Twitter page. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also the social media person. I can't remember our Twitter we can, we can add it. I think we're Perth Musicals. Add it in post. We will get all the details yeah. off you and share that. We'll share it on our page. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for everyone listening. We will speak to you next week. Peace. Peace. Bye.